0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is the first bonus episode, um, First of its Kind. Um, I've heard so many good reviews off of episode 14, finally introducing Sarah, shout out Sarah one more time. But, you know, feeling salty and all because I wasn't on it. I had to do something else. And so this is an episode that actually, this is one that's not really here for the viewers or anything. This is more catered towards actually having fun about it and about a topic that, if you've watched um, any of the most recent episodes, particularly episode 13, you would have known, I'm really interested into that shit. It's sports, uh, football in particular. And who better to have for this episode than my dear friend, Kalabi Aboud. Kal, how are you doing, bro?
1: Yo, Aziz. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Kalabi Aboud. I've been Aziz' fans for a couple of years now. And one thing that I hate about this guy is his footballing opinion. So, I think this is about to be interesting,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, your takes are just as whack, but that's fine so here's here's so um, we have kind of a little thing here, a little um, gimmick for this episode, since um, obviously it's a bonus episode, you might as well have a topic and everything, and one thing I was thinking of you probably you're a football aficionado, you love football more than anything, you're kind of obsessed with it, I guess. Um, Typical, typical Arab energy, but also, you know, I understand that you kind of get your sh- You kind of understand how football works and everything. But you've probably noticed that this year, Cristiano Ronaldo won the award for, I don't even know who the fuck was entitled to give it since it wasn't even FIFA. But he won player of the last 20 years, player of the century, okay? And while I personally, I'm not going to comment much about Ronaldo winning it over Messi, Number three and number four were Ronaldinho and Mohamed Salah. And as much as I love Mm. to rep my Arab brother, something real wrong with that picture.
1: But wasn't wasn't it based on votes?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was based on votes. That's the thing. And so obviously the popular vote, that's one thing I always loved and hated about sports is that it's very inclusive towards fans and lets you know, integrate fans into what we're trying to do. But also at the same time, fan comes from fanatic. And these guys are just as dumb as any other human being. So when I look at the all-star sure, game yeah. votes, kind of pisses me off. For example, in the NBA, I look at back then votes for uh, team of the year, whatever the case may be. I just never fucked with peep casuals, you know, yeah. having a, <laughs> an actual voice. I'm not pro democracy if you've noticed. But anyway, <laughs> so because that kind of triggered me and I think you, me and you can both agree that that was a very triggering vote.
1: There's no way, bro. But I mean, if it's because it's votes, you like understand. I mean, the amount of Arabs in the world, like. <laughs> they wrap, they just rap Salab, Salah, Salah,
0: Ronaldinho. <laughs> typical, typical. Khaliji vibes. But that's fine. And so we thought let's do a curation, right, of 21 players for the 21st century. Right. And so one thing you ought to know is that I have done this list by myself. Ab Aboud, yeah, Ab Aboud, I mean, Carl, but I think, yeah, we'll just go you Abi Aboud for now. Uh, Abi Aboud has his own list of 21, and I haven't looked at his, okay? And so we're going to start from 21, give the arguments, see where it goes, and maybe try to agree on a final list, maybe if we're willing to change something or not. We'll see how it goes. But um, my first, my initial thoughts are, it's going to be very hard to make me budge off of any single one of those num- names. We'll see how it goes. I haven't seen your list. I'm really excited, pumped. So do me the honors of starting at number 21, 21 players from the
1: 21st century. All right. My number 21 is Ryan Giggs. I mean, I know look, I can see it on your face already, bro. Garbage. Look, I'm, a, I'm, a man, I'm a man United fan. I had to choose someone. I had to, because the list is, like, I'm seeing it right now. I have no United players, like, of course, other than the obvious one that's towards the top. But, like, I had to pick Ryan Giggs. I mean, top assists in Premier League history. 13 Premier League titles, bro. Okay. I can't argue with that. Century. I, I can't argue with that. But. That's after the 21st century, bro.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, here's my point. Carl. Okay, good. Yeah. Carl. Allô. Ouais, ta vidéo a la bugué. Ouais, ouais, ouais.
0: Ok, t'inquiète, t'inquiète, parce que genre je peux
2: cut après, genre don't worry. J'ai t'as
0: dit ok, t'as dit had thirteen, re re continue.
1: Ok. And bro, I just can't leave him out. bro. consistency is key, bro, in this list. I was thinking about consistency, and at like how long can you keep a level, a perfect level? Like he had seven or eight out of ten every fucking season, bro, for like. 22 years man come on that that, that that though. i have to agree
0: with but we also so one of the things uh i'm trying to work with is that uh, a lot of players will be shunned um, off of this list based on the simple fact that i'm starting from 2000 okay and so a lot of players that i love had that you know that career spanning from 95 till 2007 and so really it never just it just they're, they weren't in the 90s enough to be in the, my 90s team. They wouldn't. They weren't in the 2000s enough to be in my 2000 team. But if I had mm. to take from 90 to 2010, they'd probably make my list. A lot of players right. are in that list in my mind. Ryan Giggs is one of them. I just I fuck I fuck with all the accolades, and that's true. Okay, but also out of those 13, how many did he win? Uh, I think he won. Wait, one, two, three, four. He won what seven? So after, uh, he won, after two thousand. He won six after two thousand, I think.
1: He no, won six. seven,
0: seven. Because because the two two parts of the so they won three in a row post the treble, uh, including the yeah. treble, so that's two of them in the two thousands, right? Mm. Then he had the three with the Ronaldo. Then he had uh, the one Nobody. in the middle of the Invincibles. That's what that's six. Yeah. Then he had the Rooney one in and,
1: and that's and the Van about, one no, no, no. He, he retired no the rule is the yeah 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 he okay, yeah he retired okay so it's seven yeah
0: Yeah, he got seven all right that's cool but i think my name um would be a bit a bit better i number 21 i got carlos Puyol. um i don't think he needs any introduction for the for this for this list but i'll just just to make it a little simple he was the captain of the most influential team of our life.
1: He was. He's in my. He's in my list, by the way, as well. But he's higher. That's all I'm gonna say. I. I don't know, man. I got.
0: I got. I got. I got better names. Cause I think. Cause I think. Here's the thing. with My thing with Puyol. I've done. I've done a, set, a separate list just off of honor, honorable mentions, right? And on these honorable mentions, I got. I got 23 <laughs> names. Okay, that's that's kind of pushy. But all of those 23 names, there are like 20 I take above Puyol, right? But yeah, I'm just yeah. thinking, let's do a curation of, you know, the 21st century, 21 players for 2000 and beyond. And Carlos Puyol is one of those iconic, you know, the long frizzy hair, the short stature, leaping ability, just heart on the yeah. sleeve,
1: captain And when you think you know. about that, that Spain team and that Barcelona team. Yeah, becomes,
0: the, the, becomes, ba- the becomes, back, becomes, like, I, I, as much as, as, as flashy as those Barcelona teams were, and boy, they were. And as flashy as that Spain team was, they wouldn't have made it without Puyol. As a matter of fact, the goal that they needed the most was the one that needed to get them over Germany in the World Cup semifinal to win the World Cup. Puyol. Yeah. But like, Puyol scored that goal, right? Header. Mm. Captain's goal, right? Vibes. So, I just got a number 21. I think he's there. Based, based off of the legend of Puyol, more than the actual, because I think um, in my in my honorable mentions, I got like three other defenders who I take over, and uh, yeah, shout out John Terry for Serge. But you know, I I, I picked, John Terry, bro. Bro, I mean, listen, I Probably wouldn't want to be. A, side side I want. I want.
1: Just, just. I wouldn't want to be. Side just one question. One. Just one quick question, bro. Terry or Ferdinand? Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Let's not elaborate. Okay, yeah, Ferdinand,
0: yeah, Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Go, go BPL defender. But I think he's the best defender in the history of the Premier League. That's just my opinion. Um, I think we talked about this, about how people were always into Vidic more. Yeah. And I never kind of got that. They were like, bro, I'm like, that's Big just… Big Arab
1: vibes, bro. Big Arab vibes.
0: Yeah, yeah. But also, I always feel like that's very uh, Slav energy, you know? Um, you just want to show how tough you are, you know, in Mother Russia. And Vidic has that Mother Russia kind of thing for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they always thought, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if he's bloody, that means he's a good defender. And I'm like, watch Ferdinand, bro, he doesn't need to like even sweat to actually make a correct tackle. So I don't know. Exactly. Learn your basics, bro. West Ham Academy, shout yeah. out. Anyway, so uh, who's more likely to budge off? You off of having gigs at 21 or me, Puyol? Let's, let's be fair.
1: Listen. Wait, bro, no. You said you had
0: okay, you said you had You said you
1: had Puyola above. Okay. Yeah, so obviously I'm gonna pick Puyola over gigs. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna, gonna be a little list. salty
0: here. And off the top of my head, I'm just gonna pick a name that I know I know isn't in your top twenty one that I know you would have picked you should have picked above Ryan Giggs. That's I'm gonna play I'm gonna be a little edgy here. Michael Balak. Bro, bro How the Fuck Bro, one at Kaiser Michael above Okay, okay. It, from 2000 onwards, from 2000 onwards, here's what Michael Ballack did. At Leverkusen, he took a whack team. Not, not that whack, but like, let's be fair. Like, they weren't the dominant team. But he, talk, he took Leverkusen to the Champions League final against the Galacticos. In that same year, he basically single-handedly, in, as, a, as, a, as a midfield player, alongside Oliver Kahn at, uh, Kahn at uh, goalkeeper, took Germany to the World Cup final. He wins then mm. con- consistently for four years at Bayern. Then he goes to Chelsea, consistently wins. I'm thinking, man, at some point, you got, like, Michael Ballack
1: was the shit. Bro, he was a, the Premier a, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't argue with facts, but he was a great player. But you can't do a list without Ryan Giggs, but that's all I'm saying. man. Well, that's that's I'm what saying. I'm
0: saying. And I, what I'm saying is I'm absolutely doing a list without Ryan Giggs. Watch me do it.
1: <laughs> the slander is
0: coming, bro. What the fuck? What am I gonna do, some fucking Welsh man who was like in his mid-30s, bro? What the fuck? Get, get out bro. Of
1: and, and what he did outside of football, bro?
0: That's a fucking king, bro. You talk about his brother and his wife? <laughs> 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 yeah, bro, king energy. My brother did that to me. facts by the way, Ryan Giggs made his brother relevant by, <laughs> by sleeping with his wife. Because <laughs> like, I saw a Fatty Power ad, okay? Featuring Ryan Giggs's yeah. brother. Like, I think it was on YouTube maybe a year ago. Okay? And he was talking about how he liked the real thing. You know, the real gigs. And I was like, facts. If you weren't cupped, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have an ad on Patty Power. I'm just going to say that. For sure, bro. For sure. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> shout out to Ryan Giggs, bro. Shout out to Ryan Giggs. Oh, my God. That's slander, bro. <laughs> this is a very slanderous um, yeah, list. Sure, Number 20. Do you want to do, do it or I want to do it?
1: I, I, I mean, I, I think we have the same guy. I'm not sure. Mine's what? Alves.
0: Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, I, have, I have Alves a little bit higher. But um, oh, okay. do you want to talk about Alves
1: once I reach it? Who's yours? Let me, let me see who's yours. I have
0: Totti. I have Totti. Um, and so so for me, okay, I, I'm looking at your face here. You're kind of looking disappointed. Well, I mean, go ahead. Okay. So, here's the, here, here are the facts. You were talking about facts with gigs. Here are the facts about Totti. Totti, second highest goal scorer in the history of Italy. Totti, most cap player in the history of Rome. Totti made Rome relevant post the 80s, okay? And that's, that's a fact. Because in, in the 80s, Rome had, you know, a thing. They went to the Champions League final 84 against Liverpool. Shout out to that team. My dad fucking loves that uh, Rome 84 team. But uh, he kind of... Rose them from, like, at the peak, 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 peak of Serie A, okay, which was in the late 90s, where you had Parma, Juventus, Inter, AC Milan. Uh, what's, the, what's the name of the other team? Uh, there was another team, not Parma. Um, Lazio, right? Mm. Where you had five teams competing at the top of every competition. And those five teams would probably rank in the eight best in the world at the time. Totti kind of pushed roma to be one of those relevant italian teams and as a matter of fact he won the serie a title with them in 2001 consistently post the the scandal of the calciopoli he was one of the few mega Itali- the one of the few italian megastars who were touched by that scandal you know as they took yeah. down juventus and you know piled on ac milan and inter kind of dominated for 5 years Totti was the only reason why we Serie A at that time because he kind of made the fight for who was gonna be first a little relevant because at the end of the day, Inter wanted
1: five years. But, away. bro. But also, my thing is yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. My thing is, bro. My, my criteria is like one of the most important things on my list is Achilles, bro. And sure. I mean, there's a certain English midfielder that won't make it, and I think you have him. Because of that, because of that exact point, sweater, and sweater. Totti, bro. I mean, one one title and that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. No, no, year he, year, that
0: that was his only league title. He won more titles, but you look, you yeah. look at, you look at. Okay, Totti winning that amount of titles for a team like Rome, to me is just as impressive as a guy on a super loaded squad winning consistently every year, right? Like you look at Atlético Madrid winning that year in 2014, the title. At the peak of Barca, at the peak of Real Madrid. Well, Mm. Diego Simeone winning that title, to me, feels more impressive than Carlo Ancelotti winning the Champions League
1: with Real Madrid. Uh, Yeah, I see, but like... So, I I know. He could have challenged himself elsewhere, bro. He could have. have He could have. have. He got an
0: offer for $50 for Real Madrid, I think, in 2005 to join the Galacticos. But at the end of the day... The thing about Totti is that he's a throwback player, okay? And that's why yeah. he's on my list. He reminds us that's very fake, deep, Ala Yusuf, and Moya. That's, uh, what, what, what does that even mean? That doesn't even mean shit, but like, it's, it's one of those dictionary obscure songs. Uh, I think it means uh, the, when you miss an era that never existed, you know, that or that yeah, you never yeah, lived. Yeah. Well, Totti makes you feel like that. Totti makes you, takes you, feels like throwback to a time when real men were men you know yeah, 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 yeah. when we all had blood sweat and tears in us but also back to a time where you know you grow up to you know to support your local boyhood club and you end with that mm. local boyhood club okay totti is rome i mean rome yeah the story bro the story is
1: the story, the story is just
0: perfect uh, i think and then he had a late resurgence. that's one thing you have to give him credit for Because Totti, you talk about accolades at the peak of his power. Listen, man, he was the top goal scorer in all of Europe for one year, in 2006, Mm. I think. Right? Like, now he wasn't even a striker. He's always his best position was a second striker, as in nine and a half. He Mm. still ended up as the best goal scorer in all of the top five European leagues one year. But also, as he was moving into, like, you know, his mid 30s, he kind of had a nice resurgence. Uh, under uh, Rudy Garcia in 2014. Picked it all. Had, had a couple of great games. I think it was against... Who was it against? Was it against Lazio, where they were losing 1-0? He comes off as a sub, scores two. One of them is a penalty. You know, just had classic, classic moments. Also, one of the...
1: Yeah, it was Lazio, yeah. Also,
0: one of the... One of the one, a score of beautiful goals. Um, you gotta... And my favorite memory with Totti... Was him getting trounced seven-one <laughs> against United in two thousand and seven? Boy, I, I don't know. I was never. I I always liked Roma, but I fucking enjoyed when they got murdered
1: seven-one against against Old Trafford. Yeah, uh, but, wow, against bro, Trafford, look, against United. I, I I like I like Totti. Like I can't say anything bad about the guy. But like twenty-one players, bro. And I know I know that you have players that you've left out that I can surely make a case, bro. Because there's no way Totti is that is. Who is, who is who was your twenty-first? Puyol? 21st, Puyol. Puyol was much more important than, well, in my opinion, Puyol was much more I think, important. I think, than I think, Totti, like I think
0: Totti for like three years was like voted. In 2010, can you imagine? In 2010, Totti was like voted the most popular um, uh, European player in the world. And Puyol
1: won the World Cup. That I know, that's facts. That's facts.
0: What I'm saying is his reach, Totti, to the generation was kind of felt like Totti, Totti to, to a world, felt like that's what a number 10 looks like, you know? I hmm. have a couple other number 10s that are gonna come later that those are the real the real Gs, but... but you're, te- you're
1: talking about, bro, you're talking Bro, about bro, 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 I don't
0: know. You know exactly who I'm gonna slander. You know exactly who yeah, I'm gonna bro. slander. Bro, I'm gonna ratio one guy, and I'm gonna go against the entire football world on that take. I don't give a shit. It's gonna come in a minute. So, uh, who's next? So you said you had who, Dani Alves? Dani Alves uh, is gonna come soon, but facts, at number 19, I got fucking Ronaldinho. And I don't give a shit. I know people are going to put him in the top two or three or four. When he got ranked, okay, when they put Ronaldinho at number four and they put Salah at number three uh, in that whack vote they did, you know, part of me was pissed off that Salah was on the list, but I kind of enjoyed it when he was w- voted above Ronaldinho. Listen, man. Guys,
1: guys, one second, one second, bro. Just... Let's take a beat. Um, take a... Um, this I have nothing to do with this opinion, nothing at all. Ronaldinho. I cannot is much, speak. Much I, can, I cannot speak or else I will <laughs> if get I fine. Speak, I am in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldinho is Ronaldinho is high on my list. So let I'm just gonna let Aziz speak for a bit. Because he's gonna dig himself in a tunnel. Because what he said about Toti is fucking easily applicable to Ronaldinho. And ten, ten times you know what? Fuck it, just go ahead, Aziz.
0: Okay. Easy game. What Totti did from 2000 to 2017 or 2016—I don't know when he fucking retired—that was 16 years of content. Out of those 16 years, 12 of them were good. Ten of them were high quality. Ronaldinho, and it is facts, has five years. Okay, I, I, I. As a kid, I remember all the fucking kids looking at like. Ronaldinho are thinking, whoa, dude, that's like the coolest player ever. That's got to be the best player ever. And I'll give you one thing. In that samba player kind of, you know, vibe, you fuck with Ronaldinho, right? He's fun. He's got flair. He's got style.
1: Bro, he's the, he's the reason the fucking entire generation but loves this game. But that's the thing. That's the thing.
0: I think that's a bullshit statement. I think that's a very oh, vague statement man. that everybody... Okay, okay. In the same sense that, you know, I hear kids talk about, I hear people my age talk about how The Lion King is their favorite movie. I'm like, <laughs> can't you grow past your fucking childhood? Why are you trying to, where are you going with this? So when somebody get, hits me with a Ronaldinho was the reason I fell in love with football, I'm like, then you didn't really love football in the first place. Because you know who... Bro, what the fuck? Because you know uh, with who I fucking fuck...
1: seven years old. When you're
0: seven, when I was eight, seven, I was I was studying days. the greats. I'm the greatest right now. <laughs> I was studying the greats, bro. I was busy focusing on other efficient. That's why Kevin De Bruyne and Marco Royce are among my favorite players in the world right now. I don't fuck with that samba flair. Listen, I'm fully fully committed to racism about <laughs> in, in about Brazilian <laughs> players. Facts. Just because you got an Inyo on your name doesn't mean you can ball, okay? Just because you. Uh. Uh, Brazilian, doesn't mean you can do a step over. In Ronaldinho's case, he had flair, but not as much substance substance as I wish he had. He won two World Player of the Years, 2005-2006, won a Ballon d'Or in 2005. Like, at the peak of his powers, Ronaldinho was great. He was great. I'm not going to argue that. At the peak of his powers, the 3-0 against against Real Madrid, where they all clapped. By the way, that's such a moment that I always found overrated, as in, he's one of the few players that the the Bernabeu decide to, like, stand up and give me a standing ovation. I'm like, yeah, can you take the standing ovation to the bank? Like, yeah, facts.
1: Bro, no, but it's... I mean, that, like, a standing memory, ovation memory and 99 P will get you
0: mayo chicken at McDonald's at the end of the day. Man. And, 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 like, I don't, I don't know. They put value... It's kind of like, I don't know. You always get this in, uh, in scenarios, movies, books, whatever, where there's always this one dude He's like, I never... I don't fucking know. He's like, I never talked back to my dad. The one time I did, this happened. Like to give more weight to the act of talking back, whatever. And so it feels like, oh, mm. the Bernabeu never gave a standing
1: ovation, and the one. Well, time fuck, fuck the so standing ovation, problem. bro. So, How okay, about any anyway. performance in this game, bro? How about his, his, his the moments he gave us, bro? That fucking free kick against. England that was that, no, no. That bro, was that, that was the game.
0: The free kick in the free kick in England. I'm not gonna lie to you. I always fluke. Flew, he whiffed it bro whiffed. no no way no, he fucking bro. whiffed it he fucking whiffed it there's, bro, no, there's no, no fucking way, way. there's no, wish, no fucking bro. way he, look at the way his leg was arched when he, cro- he it was a cross bro it was a cross bro, that got very lucky nah, nah 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 i think that was very lucky okay
1: I think okay the goal at Stamford Bridge, bro, for example, that fucking samba that, goal, man. That's, Come on, that's one of my favorite goals ever, by the way, because that's, that's smart. That's bro. a smart goal.
0: That's the thing. I'm not saying that he was bad. I think I'm saying at his peak, he was amazing. But when Guardiola came in and said, Ronaldinho has to get the fuck out, I wasn't so surprised. I was like, yeah, Come the on, dude man. is... Okay, like I said, I am very slanderous for Ronaldinho because I think that whole, oh, he made me fall in love with football is bullshit you would have watched it anyway right you would have watched it for messi you would have watched it for ronaldo you would have watched it for so many people who were more efficient and had as much cool moments and if not more he just had flair he had the five-star skill thing he invented playing on a pitch like you're playing like you're playing on the street and for exactly large, bro. look look the brazilian team the brazilian team historically has been uh, known for flair and you go back to a time where Brazilian football was actually respected. Now, it's, I mean, it hasn't been respected in like 30 years. Um, I'm talking about the Brazilian league. And so you yeah, go yeah, back yeah. to a time where Liverpool would win the Champions the European Cup at the time and Flamenco mm. would go uh, win the Copa Libertador. Libertadores? Damn, I can't even remember how they say it. But anyway... So Flamenco won in '81, and then they went to play against Liverpool, and they just fucking transferred them 4 0 At the same yeah. time that year, they had the best player in the world. Zico played for Flamenco. You know, you had these yeah. kinds of play. Hold on, I got. Okay, that kind of zoom kind of fucking us over here. Uh, it cut, so I'm gonna have to piggyback on where I was going with my point. Yes, I was, I was, I was uh, referring to the Flamenco team who had Zico, and so at a time teams in Brazilian football would have the best players, the best Brazilian players, and by consequence, they would have some of the best players in the world. And it also brought that factor of the World Cup Brazil vibe, right, where you didn't really see those players play in Europe consistently. And so when you had to watch Brazil, the Brazil national team play at the World Cup, you had that wow factor of, oh, they played the football a different way from how we play it. But as football has turned more and more modern, less of the flair has been um, seen. You can argue that the 1982 World Cup was the day football kind of died, or at least immaturity and and naivete (laughs) died in football because a system team like Italy won the World Cup over Mm. a team that was all about Gioca Bonito. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean.
0: The 1982 Brazil. And ever since then, it kind of changed a bit of the standards. As a matter of fact, um, one of the last times um, Brazil won the World Cup in 94, they, their captain, Dunga, is the most un-Brazilian player to ever play, right? Like, he's a defensive midfielder who had no flair whatsoever, right? Just a fucking yes. in the midfield. And you look at players now, Brazilian players now, and so they... They don't have that flair that they have because now they have to adapt to the strict, ruthless European style, you know? And the only player that you really have right now that still feels Brazilian in the stereotype is Neymar, who I wish I would have included in my list, but I just, I didn't have play, space for him. And so Ronaldinho is the last of those players, of the flair, him, Robinho, that vibe, the Brazilian quartet uh, of the 2006 World Cup: Ronaldo, Kaká, Ronaldinho, Robinho. They also had Juninho back then. That, they had they had a loaded squad of flair. A. G. Adriano for a
1: friend. But bro, all of that, all of that, man. I mean, you're not giving any points on why Ronaldinho is that low on your list. And that's bro, that's, I'm that's sure what I'm saying. Where,
0: I'm... And that's what I'm saying is that at some point, his game became kind of irrelevant in terms of.
1: The, the, Look, uh, I'm inter- going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you. He's number 5 on my list and that's purely off emotions. That's the only player exactly. that Exactly, that's in. the
0: thing. Ronaldinho Ronaldinho if, if it was all based off of what how I feel about a player, Ronaldinho wouldn't even be on my list, bro. I'm full on Oh my I'm man, really, man, man, man. I really I'm really I'm really not into Ronaldinho at all, bro. I never liked him. I always thought he had I always thought people romanticized his style. There is a player, bro. voila, voila, you're, gonna... you're such
1: a fucking James Milner guy, bro. I swear. <laughs> yeah, like bro. Meat fears, and potatoes. Man. I love meat and 97, potatoes. 97% passing accuracy. Oh, Bro, man, it's fucking Ronaldinho, man. Come bro, on. Just again, fucking again, type it again. into again. YouTube, bro.
2: Well, yeah,
0: sure. He looks really good on YouTube. I'll give you that. But that's the problem. <laughs> he looks... To me, if a player looks better on YouTube than he does when you look at him play, that's a problem. Also, he got fat. Okay? Uh, he, <coughs> excuse me, he got fat, he didn't take care of himself. At the peak, he was great. But I look at players for, I value longevity more than most sport fans do it. Mm. In a way. Like I, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Years at the top, to me, feels more valuable than just pure peak. In that sense that maybe Jordan has the highest peak of any player ever. Man, maybe yeah. him, maybe Shaq, I don't fucking know. But, like, LeBron being top five and MVP 16 years in a row has its weight on my go-take for who's the best basketball player ever. In that same sense, bro. Listen, I got treated good by, like, football over the last 10 years. And so, looking back, I don't look at, uh, what's his face? At Ronaldinho with any form of... Bro, don't,
1: call, bro don't say what's his face to Ronaldinho, man.
0: Bro, I, th- I think, like I said, I think I think he's overrated, and that's my slanderous take. And I think every kid who's like, "Oh, but like Ronaldinho showed me what the beautiful game was about," I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I'd love to see you talk about the beautiful game now. Talk to me about that, bro." This fucking football is a game of X's and O's. It's tactics, it's discipline, it's heart. Flair is so little of the game, and I just think people think flair is so much more than it is because if flair was as important, Adil Tarab would have had a career, but he doesn't. So, just eat my ass. Facts, era players starting sh- started shining on the European scene once they dropped the whole street football act and got more disciplined. And so, let's knock it off for a second. Ronaldinho at 19, I think, is a very generous position for me. Bro,
1: that's fucking disrespectful. I hope everyone who listens to this, man, I hope they fucking kill you with their fucking take. Whoa, because whoa. There's whoa. no... Man, there's no fuck it, fuck it, bro. Let's move. Fuck it. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm I'm off.
0: willing, I'm willing to take my time for this take, bro. Because <laughs> I enjoy Damn. Ronaldinho slander. I really, really enjoy it. Like, bro, it's it's my football equivalent of a turn on. I'm telling somebody how much I dislike Ronaldinho. Oh my
1: god, man. Bro, I just... never knew that about you. That's fucked, man. Cause... Bro, I just no. I don't
0: know. I, I, I look at him and I'm like, he did not. Okay, facts, his legacy is not as huge as people want it to be. Okay, and I'm sorry you wanted him to be as big as you thought, as you hoped he was, but he didn't deliver. He didn't perform. He had a 25 goal season in 2007. That's very underrated, by the way. Really good season. But at the end of the day, Ronaldinho left too much on the table for me to look at him as as much of an all-time great as people want him to be. At the end of the day, listen, man. There's a lot of players one, one Ballon d'Or and two Players of the Year. It's, it's fine. All right, man. Fuck
1: bro. it. Okay. Bro, I can't... I mean, okay.
0: <laughs> Ronaldinho at five, man. That's... I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. Fucking fanboy. boy. <laughs> Sorry,
1: bro. <that's>, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I own it, bro. I told you. It's I, I fucking... No, it. You studying, bro? What's up? What's up? What's up? It's emotions, Because bro, I, I know...
0: Exactly. You. You're going to get to that point and you're going to say, yeah, dude, it's that, that child. It's the child in me, you know? And I'm like, bro, what? Go watch Captain <laughs> Subasa if you... Fucking Captain Majid. If you're into that emotional vibe of football, where, you know, I don't know, man, it's just Ronaldinho takes me back to an era where offside wasn't even a thing. And what I mean by that is not even like offside wasn't a thing. I mean, like in my life, I didn't know what an offside was. Right. So like childish vibes. I don't know. You had to be a kid to fuck with Ronaldinho. He's the Lele Pons of
1: football. Oh my man, man. Okay, let's move on, bro. Let's... <laughs> That's slander. No, I didn't mean that.
0: The last one, but still. All right, I'll let you go with number eighteen, man. I've done my share for
1: for we... nineteen. My number eighteen. No, was... no. no fa- facts, by one. the way. No,
2: who
0: who did oh. you put in nineteen?
1: oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, bro. Uh, my nineteen was Philip Lam, bro. That's just Mr. Philip Lam, man. That's. I mean, look. To be honest, my mem- my honorable mentions and my like twenty-first to sixteenth, they could all be like mixed in together, man. So it's just like No, I get I mean, you, I'm, I get you. Like he's fucking Mr. Consistent, bro. What can I say?
0: Yeah, he was, he was. I love I love I love um Philip Lam. I mean Bayern fan, die, like diehard Bayern fan, you know. Honorary German yeah. through and through. My vibe. <laughs> so like of course I'd fuck with Philip Lam. And for a while, yeah, I argued really. that he might be the best right back ever. Don't even, I mean, I'm, I'm so beyond that take, by, by the way, now. Kafu um, definitely. but Yeah, uh, for sure. But uh, thinking back, um, as much as I love Philipp Love for his consistency, I feel like there is one player at his position that just, that, that was just not just simply better. He was more important in the history of football. When I write the book of football for the 21st century, there's one right back that would go definitely above Philippe Lam, And I'm going to talk about it in a second. But, uh, Is it? I'm, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll state it in a, in a bit.
1: Did I I'll mention say. him? Is he my number 20? Who was your number 20? Daniel Vez.
0: Yeah. Daniel
1: Vez. Like Daniel yeah. Vez was
0: like Daniel yeah, Vez I mean, was the, yeah. the, the right back of the century for sure. But, yeah. uh, I got him at 16. Uh, we'll go to that in a second. But until mm-hmm. then, um, shout out to Philip Lam for sure. He was great. Yeah, bro. I mean, but, the
1: captain in Germany in that fucking 2014 team. That yes. was a, that was a fucking machine, bro. That team was a yes, machine. That's, and that that's the most well
0: team. old well old team I've ever seen in my life. In terms I mean, of I just, can't
1: I can't name one individual that carried that team. It was like a fucking
0: it's the just yeah, it was it was a complete unit like just absolute. It was a steamroller. They weren't gonna stop, and they didn't want to stop anyway. And you kind of wanted them to stop at a couple of times where you're like, yeah, "No." Yeah, but on, I, I just... hated
1: that team, bro. Especially because I love Brazil, man. I fucking hated that.
0: team. Well, I hate Brazil, and I love Germany, <laughs> and I hate flair, and I love, you know, efficiency. So that game, bro, just. <laughs> S- half, sporting is semi the entire game it's <laughs> a half job <laughs> <laughs> like you were like a, like just almost hard the entire 90 minutes you know well <laughs> just edging the entire game but uh, yeah I fuck with Lam I just I had him on my list at some point but I just had to take him out and so when I did my honorable mentions he actually was on it funny yeah. thing is like i said my honorable honorable mention is 23 players and mm. so that would be what from 22 till um from 22 till 43 right yeah and so from so 22 to yeah. 43 and even then he was ranked let me see 43 42 41, 40, 39 30, 37 i'd have philip on 37
1: i mean i mean so yeah i mean like I, 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 it's understandable like he's not that flashy player and he's like i mean like you said there's a lot of players especially one that you're gonna mention later that were that was in his same area and just much more dominant.
2: Yeah. But like I had
1: to mention him, I had to mention someone from that uh, 2014 team. So like, yeah, uh, sure. Sure. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. From that team. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to that team in a bit. Don't worry about it. Um, you're going to see that in a second. But at number 18, I got Luka Modric. Here's the thing. Uh, in 2014, when, you know, I was really, that was my peak obsession of football time. I, uh, I think I wrote a little something back then because I was trying to argue which one of these three players was actually the best midfielder in the world. And it was between Arturo Vidal, Yehia Toure and Luka Modric, right? Because at the time I thought they were all interchangeable in terms of who was actually the best. You know, you could put one, two, three, and you could put any order because they all had amazing seasons. Yaya Toure, that season at Man City when they won the title over Liverpool, it always feels so good to know that.
2: Wow, um, wow,
0: wow. Wow, amazing. Um, Vidal had that season with, you know, with uh, Juventus where they broke the record for most points for a top five team ever. And Modric had that decima season. The thing is, ever since then, Modric got maybe better mm. and the others didn't. And so, consistently for like a three to four year span, he, ha- he was the de facto best midfielder in the world you know best in the world at his position and uh you know you have players here and there who you would argue you could argue chagol cantara for at some point at some point you could argue angolo kante but
1: alonso, bro. yeah
0: no chap no chabi I mean, alonso uh, that man he what because the next year chabi alonso went to bayern and he was getting older and you know mm. as
1: much as i loved him he was well no, anyway, yeah i'm talking about that 2013-2014 season.
0: Yes, that 2013, that 20, that 2013-2014 season had one hell of a midfield, because it had Modric playing the ten, basically. No, the
2: eight. Mm. Yeah. also Ozil playing is the more, six.
0: Uh... No, no, not Ozil. Di Maria playing the the ten. Di Maria. Yeah. Which, by the way, Di Maria, I wish I could plug him anywhere. The only Fug
1: time bad, I'm gonna plug Fug him bad, is, bad.
0: yeah, cause, obviously, because you're a United fan. But Di Maria had that flair and everything, and it just just a beautiful midfield three. Had so much fun watching it. But just Modric, something about Modric that just tells you exactly how the game should be played in modern football, which is it's you can't be a specialist. You have to be great at taking the ball away from the other team, and you have to be great at distributing the ball to your teammates. And Modric was A-plus on both, right? he His diminutive stature, low center of gravity made him – One of the few players that could legitimately take the ball away from Lionel Messi, you know, he could chase him around. You couldn't take the ball away from him. Like I said, because of his stature, his ball control, his passing, he always had that same dummy um, that he would do where he'd open, spread his legs and let the ball roll to the the guy behind him. And he consistently did that for so many years. And I just think that's one of the smartest tricks in football. And it's just, it just, it flows. He had the shot. He's the—he's a great passer outside the foot. Great vision. He's a—he's tenacious. Everything you think when you think Croatian football, he's got it. And so uh, I yeah, love. Yeah, I mean, 2000,
1: 2018, especially bro, that fucking World Cup. Yeah, 2018. The, I don't know how a man had that much stamina to to take. The, bro, he—he. Like, he, I mean, how much money I lost because of his Croatian team is fucking incredible, bro. <laughs> Every fucking room. game, bro. I, Anyone who plays against them, bro, from the round of sixteen onwards, and they have just fucked me every single time, bro. With Luka Modric, I mean, he's yeah, on my list. But like, I can understand, like, he's a fucking.
0: He's, I mean, he's he's the guy. When you're again, when you write the history of football, you have to write the, about, you have to talk about the guy that was won the, the last bro. dude before yeah. Ronaldo and Messi, and the guy yeah. who broke that. And so, mm. even though Messi won the next year, he still broke it. For, like, sure, for, for most sure. of us. For most of us for our generation, you couldn't even fathom Ronaldo, Ronaldo or Messi nice. not winning.
2: Yeah. And
0: so for him to break it and listen, I don't think it was necessarily his. I think Ronaldo yeah, I think should
1: have it, gone. I, you think Ronaldo in twenty eighteen, I to be honest, I think Salah but I mean I won't die on that on that hill, bro. I mean fuck it. Yeah. That's just my I think I think, I think Salah
0: I think Salah got a pity, 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 pity. Award. But, bro, yeah, I think, because, so
1: look, I fucking, I hate Liverpool, bro. You, I mean, I hate Liverpool. Yeah, but, yeah, you can
0: feel it.
1: But what he did that season, breaking the record for the most goals in one season, I'm a Premier League fan, like, before anything else. So, I mean, Yeah, I, you're,
0: you're, you're Premier League through and through. And also... You got to respect that. Also, Premier League is really the league you should care about. Like, I mean, I, I, I know Barca and, and, and Real had that thing going on for 10 years where they just dominated the world of football. But at the end of the day, I never found it fun to watch La Liga, man. I just, I never, I never, I do it because I love football, not because I love La Liga. I don't love Real Madrid. I don't love Barcelona. I think Spanish football is whack. I think it's the the same teams play the same game. I think it's got less uh, narratives underlying, you know, built in. And I just think the classical. I was just saturated with it, man. At some point, also, yeah, you have to point out that, like I said. Salah kind of won the push cast just out of it as a pity award. Like, Salah did not deserve that push cast award. Against yeah, Everton, yeah, yeah. that I mean, goal, for
1: sure, yeah. yeah. compared I mean, to
0: Cristiano uh, against Juventus, Gareth Bale against Liverpool, I mean, come on.
1: Bro, you know? for sure, man. There's no fucking way you should have won that award. I mean, there's no way. Bro, that Ronaldo goal was mad.
0: That was the best goal the I've best, ever seen in my life.
1: Exactly the same, bro. I mean, it's up there for sure. Bro.
0: Yeah, bro, definitely. We're, we're, we should definitely make this a mini-series and start and, you know top 10 goals, top 10 games, top 10, we'll figure it out. Um, Always a pleasure having you on the podcast. First appearance, but first of many. (laughs) So, uh, but the thing, yes, Modric broke the Mm. duopoly between Ronaldo, and uh, I think, I think he will have a special spot for his, uh, in, in, in the annals of history just for that.
1: And let's not let's not forget about his first year at Madrid, bro. He was a flop, man. When he came you in He actually
0: won he actually won worst transfer of the year when he when he transferred. But that's also I'll I'll keep saying, man. That was as much as I love and just absolutely like just I'm an, like I respect Mourinho for who he is. My guy got Modric and didn't know what to do with him. Because you wanted to play him the same way as Sami Khedira, as a CDM, and you're restricting so much of him. To me, that's the same massacre of talent as playing Pogba as a defensive midfielder. No, bro, let him free roam. And literally from the get-go, from that game against Chelsea. Because you know, during summer they play, um, during summer they play at the international cup, you know, in LA, and yeah. Chelsea played against Real Madrid the year that after Mourinho left Ancelotti was coach
2: mm-hmm. and from
0: the get-go I remember I was talking to my dad and he was like "Yeah, this dude is playing Modric in a different way something special about it and from the from the start of that season we we're like okay this is about to be a hell of a lot different from what we yeah. saw from Modric that year but it's also great at Spurs you know
1: He's great yeah, for his course, national so. team. I mean, that's what got him the transfer, bro, at Real Madrid. Exactly. I mean, basically.
0: $40 million in 2013 was not a little bit of money, man. That was a whole lot of money. Like, that was a top-20 transfer of all time when he got when he transferred. And he was 28, like, at the end of his prime. And so, yeah. he extended his prime. That was great stuff. He's very much... He, he feels like a Madrid player, you know? Like,
1: yeah. You always, I mean, when you, you, when you think, think of that Madrid, uh, that fucking three Champions League in four years, you, you think of... Uh, of Luca uh, Modric for sure.
0: And, and also, and also, that's the thing, is that you have a lot of big name players that just, they aren't cut for the Madrid or Barcelona's of the world, you know? It's just, some players are meant to play. For example, I look at a player like James Rodriguez and the first year I looked at him, I was like, that's a Madrid player. But then turns out he wasn't, you know? Mm. A lot of players had that, you know? Uh, Bale didn't feel like a Madrid player, never felt mm. like it. Like he just, he just brute forced his way into titles and, you know, because he's that good. But, he never felt like a Real Madrid player. Uh, Benzema, he he, he was, was a big he was
1: a big game player, I mean, for Real Madrid, but not a Real Madrid yeah, player, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: for yeah. sure. Like I, I look at Lewandowski coming and I'm like Lewandowski couldn't play in Madrid. You know, he just it just it wouldn't fit right. It's it's mm. everything has to fit correctly. Um, I look at Benzema and I'm like, that's a perfect fit, you know? That's that's a Madrid player. That's 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 someone that the the teams can, that the fans can rally around. Modric is that player for for in the midfield. And I think he single-handedly made Casemiro valuable. Uh, I don't know if Casemiro would have been worth anything if mm. he, the, he wasn't supported by Luka Modric and Tony Cruz, but, like, also Tony Cruz is kind of a... Tony Cruz is just vanilla ice cream, bro. He's just... Well, yeah, weird. I mean,
1: sideways. Yeah. Game, bro. yeah, for sure.
0: Exactly. Just lateral passes nonstop. 95% accuracy. Just love that. <laughs> but, yeah. So, this was a kind of a love letter to Luka Modric, who I really love dearly. I think he's great. And I think he's worth what they paid times 10,
1: maybe. So, yeah, for sure. That was that was my take for 18. Would you have 18? I had Buffon. I mean, Buffon? I had to have a keeper in. Yeah, bro. I had to have a keeper in. Who else, bro? Like, a thousand pro professional appearances. That's fucking crazy, man. Think about it, man. He's 43 yeah. and he's still playing, man. That, I mean... And he's, and he's been on top, he, he was on top of everyone's top three at least for like what 10 to 15 years. I mean, that's yeah, crazy, man, yeah. Think about it. And I mean, and one the one thing everybody talks about is that he's never won the Champions League. I know that's, I mean, a lot of great players have won the Champions League, that's not, yeah. Like, he but won he got the, World to the final Cup three times and he got the World Cup and got five clean sheets in the fucking World Cup in 2006. Man, think of, he only conceded it in two games. I mean,
0: and by the, uh, and that World Cup, and that World Cup is known as one of the greatest months of goalkeeping ever from anyone to, yeah. to buffon like buffon was just unstoppable for that like you you just could not score on that guy and he's a giant that's one thing about buffon is that he's huge man he's and a
1: character man and he's a fucking character in that, in
0: that yeah category. he's a voice in the locker room he's a leader he's one of the players that you're like okay i want to build a championship culture of my club who do i want to have at age 25 you want to have Buffon. That's 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 that's, yeah. a, that's a man in your locker room. I think mm. in my humble opinion, Buffon is the greatest goalkeeper to lace him up, right? Like I, I don't care about some Levi won the Ballon d'Or in 16. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, bro. Okay. the Ballon
0: d'Or wasn't the same as it is now. They would never give it to a goalkeeper now, right? No matter how good he was. If Neuer mm. didn't win it in 2014, if Buffon didn't win in two thousand and six. If Oliver Kahn didn't win two thousand two, nobody's ever gonna win it.
1: You can't yeah, tell yeah, me yeah.
0: there were better there were better performances than those three, right? Mm. Ever. And so, but Buffon, Buffon. Just want to like highlight one little thing: his resurgence. Because for a minute there, when Juventus fell, the Calciopoli, and every player mm. kind of fucked off,
1: you know. He stayed.
0: Riviera, yeah. Ibrahimovic, they all kind of fucked off. He stayed. And he built, mm-hmm. and he stayed, played Division Two for them, and then yep. you know you kind of forgot about Buffon because the top, Juventus weren't doing that great late 2000s. I mean they lost against Fulham, I think, in the Europa yeah. League, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and Italy it really was sick. even worse at the Euro 2008 and World Cup 2010. And then you know Antonio Conte comes back, comes back, mm. they win the league undefeated in 2012. And that very same year, Buffon plays for the team that makes it to the final of the Euro 2012. And you're like, that was one hell of a performance. Like he still, no. I thought he was fastest prime, but turns out he was, he might have been the best goalkeeper in the world that year. And then he kept on doing that for another eight years after that.
1: Man, that's, that's fucking crazy, bro. He moved that's to PSG. Like, okay, that's it. That's his retirement plan. He came back to Juventus like, what the fuck, man? You're 43, bro.
0: <laughs> and and against Porto first game like you didn't even put it on him like that wasn't even his fault so I think mm-hmm. I think I think Buffon I think Buffon is very fair uh, in this list I I'm not like quick disclaimer I have him way higher
1: oh so, you have in your you have in your list
0: yes I have I have Buffon way higher actually so uh-huh. Um, but yeah I just I, 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 I love Buffon the, I have, basically, my list builds up to a point where once I get to number eight, you'll see, um, hmm. you'll see, I have, I have a separation that I'll explain later. But let's go quickly over a couple of the next ones. Um, who's your, who's having, your 18? My 18 is Modric. Uh,
1: you're 17, sorry.
0: Etto. that's the, the next one. Etto at 17. Yes, yes, you're going to say Etto over Robotino but like bro i mean uh, let's be real here ladies and gentlemen eto was the best player for barcelona for a couple of years okay he really was you love to think that it was ronaldinho it kind of was Eto. that 2007 2008 it was Eto, right like in those two years between ronaldinho's peak and messi's um messi being the best player there was a two year stretch where Etou was the man at Barcelona. Eto was great. Etou was maybe the greatest African player to ever play. You know, I know George Weah won the Ballon d'Or again in 95, but Etou did more for African football. Etou also was supposed to be a Real Madrid player. That was funny. He was part of a team that really should never have sniffed the Champions League title against that 2006 Arsenal team. Right? They shouldn't a red card kind of saved mm. them. If it wasn't for that red card, I don't think they win it. But Etto was the leader, he was the heart and soul of that team. I think if it wasn't for his goal in 2000, and as much as Guardiola and Messi and Xavi and Iniesta and whatever. If Eto doesn't score that goal against Man- Manchester United, who's to say they win? I know they I just to want to say,
1: Eto is not on my list. And, but Slander! I would put, wait, bro, bro. And I wouldn't even say that he's the best African player to ever play. Because you're going to say Drogba? Because I'm going to say DJ Drogba, bro. For fucking sure. Because I'm talking about longe- longevity, bro. Longevity. What? Bro, yeah,
0: bro. And that, facts, bro, facts. Bro, 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 bro. bro. eto is the only player who's ever won two trebles in a row for two different teams. So, where, whenever, where the dude went, he won. So, he goes. So, he wins, 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 wins for Barcelona. Then, Guardiola comes in. We all know the drama that followed, you know, the drama that ensued and mm. everything. That year, he was top scorer for Barcelona, right? And he was one goal away from being the European golden boot. He was one goal away from beating Diego Forlan. It wasn't Messi. It was Eto. He scores the goal that gets them over the hump against United. I don't know if you remember that game. Bro, that goal was scored against the run of play. So, if he never scored that, bro, goal, I know United sick. were
1: dominating for like the first 20 minutes, bro.
0: United he would get, have slammed it
1: off the line.
0: Bro, like United would have scored an easy three. They should have scored an easy three. They didn't. And Ito, on half a chance, scores. That was half a chance, right? Mm. He scores 32 goals. Then gets shipped as a trade package, as, a, as part of a trade pack, as a part of a package for a trade for Zlatan Ibrahimovic to enter Milan. He goes to enter Milan who have not been successful at that, weren't successful in the Champions League at that point. And on the first year, he wins the treble, the Champions League, where they out that Barcelona team in the semifinal. The next year, he scores 37 goals for Inter Milan, and he outs, if I remember correctly, Chelsea and Bayern from the Champions League by scoring decisive goals. I think it was him and Schneider. Like, the dude, wherever he went, he won. Then he went to Anzi and was the highest-paid player in the world. So big 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 reps to my guy, like you love to see an African <laughs> player get paid for sure like i'm i'm yeah i i'm a, I'm always for that pro player and everything, but yeah, just historically eto was a unique kind of number nine he was uh he wasn't you he, he was as a kid, i remember i was i looked at him and I was like, he doesn't look like a striker
1: but bro when looks, when did this when did this uh pro, like when did his he his go prime? to nc no when, to Anzi when when did he go to
0: 2012 he went to nz it was like
1: how old was he he was like 30 30? 30 okay bro i mean we're talking about the 2021 20, and the 21st okay, century okay but we for example to, to tell about...
0: you to tell you to tell you how valuable eto was eto came to chelsea in Mourinho's first year and scored like 14 goals as a mm-hmm.
1: sub well, I'm going to have to fact check that because I remember he, he scored like five or four. No, or for four.
0: the entire year, I think he scored 14 goals, I think. It's 2013-2014, right?
1: At Chelsea, he scored nine goals. Okay, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, my bad, my bad. I thought he was scored. I mean, no, it's
1: still, it's still good. Like, to be honest, coming back from three years at Russia, it's still good. Yeah, three years like, at just... Russia.
0: Like, he gave he gave valuable minutes. He gave leadership, I think. I think I, I think Eto'o's legacy as one of the few, one of the one of the one of the first players to really break the stigma about African players playing at the top, top top teams, right? Like, mm. Drogba Drogba played for Marseille, and then played for Chelsea. Which which let's be real, Chelsea wasn't that big of a name when Drogba went, right? Like Chelsea emerged with Drogba. Okay, in okay, but
1: I mean, how so is course. this a slight on him, bro? I mean, he made Chelsea... No, it's, it's, it not,
0: not, not, it's, not, it's not a slight on Drogba, but it's saying an African player was the de facto number nine for Barcelona for a solid okay, amount. Uh, and I think that's uh, an important legacy to have. I love it. I,
1: I think this is how we're going to see Salah 15 years from now, by the way.
0: I For sure, for sure. I, I completely agree with you. Like, one part about Salah being a fan, like, being a just... You know, fan, fan of Arab, Arab football and everything Watching Salah play for Liverpool And now, knowing that you could legitimately answer the That's, question Who's your crazy, favorite bro. player in the world? And you could say an Arab player Mohamed Salah And they kind of have to know it Like, back in the day If you saw If you said, oh, Abu Tariq is my favorite player Or from Sakini is my favorite player Like, who the fuck is that, right? Like, who, who, who watches uh, Tunisian or Egyptian football for you to know? But now, like you got to know him, bro. He plays for Liverpool. He just won the title, yeah. right? He's, and bricks. he's going on a, I mean, And he's on like this three, four-year stretch right now.
1: Bro, he's unstoppable. He's, it's crazy. Where, it's on, crazy a bad, on
0: a bad year, he's second in the league in top, uh, in top scorers.
1: Exactly, man.
0: And so, love, love the man to death. And I think that's... Salah is the next evolution of Eto'o, Um in, mm. in that sense. But I think Eto'o has done enough to warrant a place as one of the top 21 players. I think back in the day, if you looked at uh, the, and the 2000s, and you, if you made your list for the top 10 players of the 2000s, I think all easily cracks that list. I think he may make a push for number five uh, of the 2000s. And so that's why I rated I mean, him yeah. above Ronaldinho. I think he'd done more for more teams. I think he delivered more to championships. I think he delivered more for Champions League's. I think he beat better teams on his own, okay? And I think he has a legacy in three big markets, right? And I think also if Ito went to Real Madrid instead of Barcelona, you don't know what football would have been like. And I think that's a game changer. So in general, just Ito is such a – he's such a – decisive part of, of the 2000 football scene.
1: And so, I, mean, I mean, look, he's a, he's a great third. The only thing I have against him is that he's, he, he's been on top. I, I mean, he had a great seasons. Like, how many great seasons? Like, three or four great seasons. That's the only I think thing. he had
0: a nice five-year stretch. I think for five years he was really, I think for five years he was clearly one of the three best strikers in the world. Clearly. I honestly think he was better than Drogba. I think Drogba was never better than all personally. Like he was better at other things, but like I would never have said. I mean, look, if, you had, if you had to,
1: if you had to pick a team right now to win the a league, a league title, a Premier League, you had to pick a Prime Eto as your number nine or a Prime Drogba as your number nine. Who would you pick? Prime Eto, Prime Eto, no question about it. Prime Eto. I'm not sure. I think, bro, I think I don't.
0: Bro, I think I think bro Eto Eto just had it. The great finisher, speed beyond anything, clinical, and he had a, he he was a predator on the field bro like he actually yeah, for he sure, knew bro, exactly for sure. where where to go uh i think he's got this goal i think against Panathinaikos or something like that uh in the champions league bro where he curls it from 30 meters away and the goalkeeper had no shot and i'm like that's genius that, that's complete genius and i don't think drogba would ever be able to score that goal if drogba doesn't thump it he doesn't put it in for sure
1: I so mean, state. for me, for me, Drogba is a better number nine.
2: Mm-hmm. As, yeah, like, for
1: sure, pure. for sure, for sure. No, no, you're I, you're completely right. No, I mean, I get it. Like Eto'o, for example, at Inter, he wasn't a nine, but at Inter, but he was yeah, was at
0: at, at 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 Inter, Eto played left winger
1: almost. Yeah,
0: Pandev on the right, Milito at the at the uh, at the striker, and Schneider playing behind him. So yeah, mm. but even in that position, he scored
1: thirty-seven goals. I mean, yeah, I mean. It's unbelievable, sure. unbelievable
0: guy. You just—I don't know. I, I have. And, an and a
1: story, time. bro. Every every interview, like he's one of these few personalities in football, you know, because we don't get mm-hmm. them like the NBA.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. They, the the, 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 the football scene does not sell their athletes the same way NBA does, and so you get to at least mm. appreciate that aspect when you look at an Eto'o interview, particularly the one about uh, Guardiola and Hazard. But in, just in general, <laughs> I just love the guy. I love what he's done mm. for African football. I love what he's done for, uh, I love what he's done for uh, the two treble-winning teams, the Barcelona side and the Inter Milan side. Very underrated, and I just think in general, like I said, very few players I would have picked in the two thousands above him.
1: And uh, yeah. we'll see who I would
0: have picked. At number seventeen, who you got though?
1: Well, at number seventeen, I have a guy that I mean, look, he hasn't got that like. The same, uh, I don't know if you want the same honors and trophies as the other players, but I mean, I love this guy, bro. I mean, she ever since he's coming, nah, 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 nah. Listen, he, no, he's he's a great player, and even you mentioned him earlier. But it's just because I mean, when I started watching him, it, it was a time when United were fucking shit, bro. They it's were. Neymar, clapped. Neymar, bro, Neymar, bro. Neymar, I, fuck, yeah, bro. I love this guy. I mean, look, I know, bro. If he stayed at Barcelona if he, he did
0: yeah that's 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 one of the biggest what ifs in the history of football in my opinion if Man. he did not take if he did, if he didn't move he, football would have been completely different i i think i made the argument uh, He friend, would have Tom had Picasso a couple Khalifa.
1: of ballondors for sure a couple a yeah, yeah yeah but like i said
0: i, I made, I made the argument to Ka, to call that's like the biggest mistake barcelona ever made was to sign off on that deal and basically the Especially one, when you look at
1: it now, bro, when you see what they got in for the money. It's, they, uh, yeah, they yeah, for
0: sure. Like Griezmann, Usman, Coutinho.
1: Coutinho, man.
0: Andre, bro, and, what's the name? Andre, uh, Andre Gomez? Andre Gomez.
1: Yeah. Bicadini, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, what the Just ask,
0: bro. Garbage. Just like, <laughs> whack, whack players. For 300 million, if that's what you got, um, <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Neymar, Neymar, I mean, Neymar, Neymar, ne, 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 Neymar, I got, I got many points, or,
1: he's or one of the, he he's one of the only players that, nowadays, you wouldn't say he's a system player like the other players, yes. you know, I mean, yes. It's yes. just so nice, sure. bro. like, just to watch, bro, It's so entertaining,
2: for sure, and it for sucks sure. that
1: it's against Gangon and Sant, I don't know what, but like, fuck it, bro, I mean, he still, so he's my, still po- like, my point- last year in the Champions League, he still showed up, bro, he still showed up,
0: yes, he did, And that's why I think ever since Neymar got to PSG, we're taking PSG with, as much as I love Ibrahimovic, we've taken PSG with much more respect now that Neymar is on the team than at any point when uh, Ibrahimovic was on.
1: For sure. And so,
0: yeah, he's got that kind of clout where for a a long time it was clear. Ever since 2010, that dude at 18, we were like, okay, we got
1: Messi and Ronaldo
0: right now. He's next in line. The he's hype, line.
1: bro. The hype, the hype. The hype.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of the Man. most overhyped players ever. Like he, but he delivered. But he matched cases.
1: it, bro. He matched it in so Barcelona, Barcelona, thing, Barcelona, bro.
0: That's the thing. The mystique of Neymar was, and I, it feels weird to say it now because it feels so old, but the mystique of Neymar was, when was he going to leave Santos,
1: right? When and will he do it in Europe? Will he be yeah, another when,
0: when? When is he going to leave Europe? Because like we've all yeah. heard of Neymar, you know, as kids. We're like, oh, Neymar. Neymar, he scored this goal for Santos and whatever. And we would follow Brazilian football just for Neymar, for sure. Exactly. And that puts us in the whatever. Yeah, for sure. Like, that was an amazing goal. And that was one of the best goals you would ever see. And you're like, that's if that's one goal that will take make a guy give a guy clout, yeah, okay, that's worth it. But then he plays. And I think that was a changing summer because um, in 2013, uh, they played that little tournament before the World Cup. And uh, whack Brazilian team, but like, whatever. What he did on
1: Spain, man. But
0: but he scored that goal against Mexico, first of all, that half volley, Mm. right? And you start off the tournament like that, you're like, okay, this is going well. This is going well. And so, wait, wait, was that half volley in that tournament or was it in the World Cup? No, it wasn't that tournament. They did nil-nil in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, they did nil-nil. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
0: Yeah. so it was at that tournament. So they play So they play uh, at that little tournament with, you know, um, uh was it was it intercontinental cup whatever I forgot yeah, it? yeah it's the one they do team one year in Europe, before the best World team cup.
1: in Asia blah 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 basically the team yeah. that wins
0: the euro the team that wins the Asian cup the Calf, the you know and uh so he plays and you're like I mean at the end of the day this was Spain so you're like okay Man. that was great great display by Brazil they're gonna lose to Spain in the final right like there's no mm. chance because that was the story For the last five years is like you play basically you consider your 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 um, tournament a success if you lost to spain like you made it as far as you could you just you couldn't right like then Mm. there's no way if you push penalties with spain that means you did great also portugal could do that honestly for that for for a long time but so you make it so you make it to that tournament to that final i'm like they're gonna get trounced five minutes in fred scores and you're like, okay, this game is going to be a little different here. And they went 3 0. and literally that very same week, he announces that he's going to Barcelona. Yep. So there's the whole thing about, uh, the,
2: the
1: legal things. Yeah. Yeah the,
0: about the, the, yeah. the legal stuff about the, the transfer, how much money was paid, you know, no, fuck all that,
1: bro. Fuck all that. But like, he
0: has a pretty tough, he has a pretty tough, uh, first year in Spain. I remember I watched a game. I think it was against Raya Vaikano where they were winning 5-0. And then he scores this monster goal from like 30 meters out for 6-0. And I was like, that is so encapsulating of Neymar this year. He's just cherry on the cake. Mm, he's, really mm. not, he's not part of the cake itself. And so that kind of felt like that was going to be the case for a long time. And then he had that game, the Copa del Rey, because for, for that year, it was Bale, versus Neymar because they both mm. came at the same time. In the Copa del Rey, Ronaldo's not here and I don't remember if he... Did Messi play? Not funny. Yeah, Messi played. Messi played. Yeah, yep, yep. yep, yep. Messi played. And uh, I remember because um, uh, Bale scored that monster goal
2: mm.
1: where
0: he absolutely humiliated... What was it? No, not Montoya. Fuck. What's the name of that fucking slow-ass center-back? The
1: name? guy who went... To Mark Bartra. Mark Bartra.
0: Bartra, yes, yes, yes. So... He fucking outpaces Bartra, but I think two minutes later, uh, Neymar has the chance to equalize and he hits the mm. post or, mm. or narrowly misses it. And it was like, that, I mean, the story that was written uh, on newspapers the next day was Neymar missed it by inches, but Bale put it, you know, like he scored it. And so that's what the difference. And I was like, okay, that's the storyline now. Then, next thing you know, he gets injured at the World Cup, and because yeah. he had this redemption arc at the World Cup, you know, scoring four goals, and he was,
1: he was playing really well, at the World Cup. To be honest, he
0: was playing okay. He was playing, yeah. He was he was playing okay. He was he was playing. Yeah. Really, I wouldn't say amazingly, but like it was carrying some steam, right? Mm. And picking up some steam, and then he gets injured against Croatia, not Colombia. You know, his mm. back, and you're like, okay, the season's over you know, they get Suarez and you're like, as much as I love the idea of MSN, I thought it wasn't going to work.
1: Man, yeah. you were wrong, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. I was,
0: I was dead wrong, man. but because part of it, I was like, there's a chance Neymar is never going to come back, mm. you know, correct, like uh, the same he was after that injury. I mean, you saw the pain on his face. Right? Yeah,
1: bro, for sure. Like,
0: did that, did that. Cause something that is goes way beyond just you know being an athlete, and it was kind of scary because like they hit him on the back. Now the thing is, not only does he come back, he comes back with an extra five to ten kilos of muscle. Like exactly. he came back so much, He came back built, right? Yeah. And that's one of the few times where like, okay, this isn't a Neymar we're used to because he kind of shaved, he shaved his head, you know, mm. and. And he was way beyond the flashiness. Let's put spray tan, whatever. Let's put whatever kind of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. whatever kind of spray. Let's be flashy and cool. He stopped looking like Justin Bieber for a second because he <laughs> he was very much so the Justin Bieber of football. Okay, <laughs> he was J. B. Let's be real. And he saw yeah. that, and I was like, okay, he's on a mission this year. He's motivated. And one thing I really appreciate about Neymar is that he looks like a sassy little, you know. Mama's boy kind of player, you know, no toughness in him. But the dude had grit. Like, the dude has so much grit. And Grinta, he wants to win, you know. He's, he's such a – he really loves playing football. And he really love. he doesn't – he hates losing. So, you got to respect that. And he had that year, monster year. And when Messi got injured, man, uh, he carried that team with Suarez the next year. And then with Messi in the squad, he led the remontada. He had Neymar will always have this. He had the greatest five minutes in the history of football. That was his. It wasn't Messi's, it wasn't Barcelona's. Neymar had the greatest five minutes in the history of football against PSG. And ironically, they still let they let him go. So and to PSG. And so I don't know. Part of me wishes I could put him on that list. For what he represents, because he's such a huge yeah. part of twenty first twenty uh, first century football, but also I feel like his injuries derailed him, and also. I mean, bro, like, like
1: I said, if he if he stayed at man, if he stayed exactly, at exactly,
0: he was the next. He was he was the he was this little dawn. You know, he was the next in. Line. Would he,
1: bro? I have a question. Would he, he be ever considered be the, best,
0: a, the best? No, would he be
1: considered? Will he be considered a flop?
0: Yes, I think Neymar underachieved. Uh, Neymar should have been the best player in the world. It's easy. Neymar really should have been. Mbappé shouldn't have been the next in line. Haaland shouldn't have been the next in line. You shouldn't even make the argument that back then, at least, Hazard at Chelsea, oh, maybe he's better, or Bale and Neymar. No, that shouldn't have happened. Neymar should have been number one after Ronaldo and Messi, by far. And he wasn't. And so, by consequence, he kind of underachieved. As much as I love him. And so, I can't put him on my list. So, just looking at the time, I think we're going to do the first 11, the, the from 21 to 11, and then we leave the next 10 for a part two. Because I'm having way too much fun with this. I don't know about you, but like...
1: Yeah, bro, for sure. But I mean, it's going to be like two hours, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, that's the thing. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bonus. It's a bonus series. Yeah, so for, we're yeah, having yeah, the, yeah. We're doing this for fun. And also, we'll leave mm. room for speculation for the top 10, you know? So... <laughs> Where, where did we stop? At 17, Eto, you said Neymar. Um, I agree with you having Neymar on. Like, I get, I get your point. I just, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I can put, I'm not, like, who am I taking out, right? Puyol, Totti, Ronaldinho. I mean, I'd love to take out Ronaldinho. Modric, oh. Eto. So far, I'm, I don't find a place for him. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's just my take. But I feel like I the next five are going to go way faster. Um, And we're going to have a lot of disagreement, bro So at 16, I got Dani Alves I don't have much to say about Dani Alves That we haven't said He's the one who won Mm -hmm. the most titles He was the best right back of the 21st century He was great, flamboyant But also, like, athlete Like, one of the best athletes we've ever seen, right? Like, just marauding right back He's everything Kyle Walker wishes he was I'm just going
1: to put it And so, yeah And for you, at 16, you got... Um, First, let me touch on Alvarez for one second. Yeah, Uh, sure. Because I have a question. What do you think of him defensively, bro?
0: I think defensively, he was fucking underrated, man. I think people gave him so much shit for his his defense. Like, bro, he guarded
1: Cristiano Ronaldo
2: for Mm.
0: every matchup.
1: Exactly, bro. I mean, I, this is what I wanted to hear from you, bro. Because like everyone says, oh, he's just an attacking fullback, bro. There's no way, bro. You can't be at the top of your game for like what he was. He was the best right back for like eight years, I'd say. Yeah,
0: easily, easily. easily. And I think he was more because I think he was that great at Sevilla. Yeah, okay, for sure. But like he was great class, at Sevilla, great at Barcelona. No, I didn't, no, he was world class at Sevilla from two thousand six. Yeah. He was world class. Yeah, yeah, he was world class. He was world class from like two thousand six mm. till two thousand sixteen. Like, all the way till he was at Juventus, 2017. Like, he had 11 years of just world class in him, you know? Just
2: were untouchable.
0: Like, you know this guy's not the weak link on your team, even in a Barcelona Mm. squad. And also, you can't, like you said, you can't fucking play Ronaldo two, three, four times a year, and you say you're whack at defense, right? Like, if you're you're a shit if you're a shit right back, you cannot play against Cristiano because he's going to exploit it, right? And as much as I love Ronaldo, he never fully exploited Daniel Alves because you couldn't, you know? You couldn't. He had
1: to go inside on Piquet or something because he couldn't.
0: Exactly. Like, uh, Pique generally is the one who got violated <laughs> by Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, <laughs> like, bro, I'm sorry, but Ronaldo kind of abused Pique. Piquet was Ronaldo's bitch for quite some time. I'm, I'm I I I'm sorry if that offends any Barcelona fan, but just take it like you're supposed. No, to. No, bro, let,
1: just go check at all the all Ronaldo's goals in clasicos. But it's always PK in front of him.
0: <laughs> it's always PK eating it's always dirt,
1: Pique man. He's always on the he's ground. Always on
0: the, <laughs> he's always on the fucking ground, bro. That's by the way, that's why Piquet isn't on my list, and that's mm-hmm. also why Casillas isn't on my list. Because Casillas, for all the hype we have about Casillas, I remember him more from picking the ball. After Barcelona scored five or six against him, okay? And in the same way, I remember Piquet more than anything. I remember him for just getting absolutely violated by Cristiano Ronaldo.
1: Bro, in my opinion, if Puyol never played football, Piquet wouldn't be a good player, bro. I'm just saying that, bro. Because, I mean, every time Puyol didn't play, or when Puyol retired recently, you can see that Piquet's a fraud, bro. Fuck that guy, man.
0: Yeah, the deep, I mean, but he also a la MGK, is living our teenage
1: dreams by being married to Shakira. Bro. So, I mean, this is where my hate comes from, to be honest. Because <laughs> you wish, you wish, you wish
0: them hips moved like that for you, bro. <laughs> I wish that too, man. Oh, Shakira? Jesus. that Waka Waka, 2010? Man, you loved bro. football
1: back then. You had to love it. Man. 13 years old, that was prime time. Yeah, that was (laughs) peak content.
0: (laughs) That was OnlyFans before OnlyFans was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Oh my God.
1: I shouldn't fucking say that. Anyway, so. Anyway, uh, my number 16 is Robin, bro. Robin. Bro, that guy would probably be 43rd, 43, 44 in my list. Man, you know what? No, I'm gonna shut no, up for we're two talking minutes. About accomplishments. You do, you do, and I'm not okay, even gonna argue. I'm just okay. One of the worst nights of my life as a Man United fan was when when he scored Robin put that goal in, bro. But it give was some context to the audience. Bro. I was happy. Okay, so United were 4 2 up in aggregate. I think we were 3 0 up at Old Trafford. Yes, is this it? Aziz? Yeah. Then um I forgot who scores for byron That big striker, bro. Uh, Olic. What's his name? Olich, And then byron get uh, Rafael gets a red card. I'm like, it's okay, bro. We're Man United, bro. Fuck that. We don't care. Yeah, bro. like we're you were gonna score five off. on
0: them, honestly. Nani and Valencia exactly, were man. killing it. That was when Nani and Valencia bro, were Nani. actually worth something.
1: Man, Nani's fucking performance in that game. He was crazy, man. But okay, so to make the story short, Bayern has a corner. A cross was made by Ribéry. Ribéry, yes sir Ribéry on the edge of the box and robin bro with his fucking left foot man on the volley, and i cried bro i cried i swear bro i was on the fucking floor man fuck, fuck this guy but still bro he's a fucking great my player, argument, man. My argument i mean yeah sure sure sorry i'm
0: sorry go ahead go ahead then.
1: i mean let's 12 Bundesliga title, I know it's Bayern Munich, the most dominant team probably ever, but it's still 12 titles. I mean, no, most of them, I mean, two of them would wear Real Madrid. I think one of them would Chelsea two or vice Two Versa. with Chelsea, two with Real
0: Madrid.
1: Two with Chelsea, two with Real. And I
0: think he won like and uh, that 2000... two with, uh, I think he won one in Holland and the rest he won it with, he won like seven with Bayern.
1: Yeah, Bayern and that 2013 Champions League final, man. Yeah. That goal against Borussia Dortmund, bro. Wow. I, I I
0: love, I love Ronaldo. And,
1: and, yeah. and the 2010 World Cup performance as a Brazil fan also. The, the, the one, I the, cried. the one against um, the one, the one where they lost in the final. Yeah. And I mean, it's the one where he dived against Mexico. I mean, of course that's subjective, bro. I mean, he's fast as fuck, man. Of course he's going to fall. Bro. Yeah. But I mean, okay. But that, his performance in that World Cup. I think Cup he was, was way better in 2014.
0: I think Robin was way way better in 2014. 2010 is the one again where they lost against Spain. He kind of choked against Casillas. People give oh what a save by Casillas, bro. He if he flicked the ball like Casillas can't do shit. Like literally, put any other big player.
1: I think I think that Spain that Spain team would have won the World Cup whatever. Happened. No no no. The, if, if no I'm if sorry.
0: Robin scores that goal, it's over. The game is over. at, the, at that time of the game no mm. if Robin scored that goal, it was clearly over. Like seriously. The thing the thing is. Uh, So here's my take about Robin, just to make it really quick. Robin is kind of a classic, classic specialist, right? Where it's really you live and die by his left foot. It just so happened he had the best left foot in the world. So that kind of saved his ass. Uh, His speed, you never get how fast that man was because he always looked like he was 45. But... Bro, aerodynamics with his fucking bald head, just absolutely dashing through everybody. I think injuries really hurt him. Uh, when I did my rankings, I just he was consistently injured when it mattered the most. He also was. But man, he had he had the
1: he had six to seven year That's bro, the thing is that, is that year is period that, is where that, he was crazy, man. Robin,
0: Robin, if Robin never got injured, he would definitely be on my list. But he got injured really when it mattered for Bayern, and I'm a Bayern fan, so I know exactly when.
1: I mean, yeah, of course when, you you know exactly yeah, when, when, when I mean, we
0: missed him and everything. But he had like crazy stretches, bro. I think, and <laughs> he got transferred from Real Madrid to Bar- to Bayern Munich in the middle of a season. And in that half the season, he played 14 games, he scored 12 goals. He's a right winger. Nah. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Nah. So I know, I, know, no, that's- I know how dominant he was. He was our top goal scorer in that 2015 season uh, after the World Cup. I think he was great at the World Cup. He was, in my opinion, the best player of the World Cup. Um, I was mad when Messi won it because I thought Robin was the best player. I think
1: that was a pity. That was Yeah, that pity was a pity, award. Per- the- the pity cool.
0: award for Messi, of course. Like, oh, here's your trophy, bro, for making it to the final. But like, Robin was the best player of the World Cup he was the most dynamic. He was the most impactful. He was the most decisive at the end of the day, Robin. I love him. I love what he's done. The thing is, um, what I love the most about Robin is that is his redemption arc because he was known as a choker for choking the penalty against Chelsea. Right. And whiffing that shot against Casillas and in the middle, the
1: next year, Euro
0: 2012 they were one of the favorites Mm. and they go out of the first round and he plays like ass. So you know, Robin had that for him, and then he had that, and then he was out of the squad, you know, until Tony Cruz mm. tore his ACL. So they moved Thomas Muller back uh, as a number 10, and Robin played as the right winger. And for that half of the season, he kind of delivered performance after performance where he scored against Barcelona home and away, and then he scored in the final. Yeah. And so that was a redemption bro, arc because after it, that, you know, know, the World Cup and everything and under Guardiola, he delivered. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he left Chelsea because he didn't have a spot in Chelsea. He left Real because he definitely didn't have, a, didn't have a spot in Real. And Robin, as we know him, is Robin because of Bayern.
1: So if Robin... I mean, look, some players speak in different uh, ages, bro. In yes, different yes. Years, but, different but also this
0: is, this is one of the things that makes me not... that made me exclude Yaya Toure from my squad, is that Mm. he didn't make it in Barcelona. Like, Yaya Toure was good, but Yaya Toure, as we know him, that's the thing with hindsight, is you look at Yaya Toure in Man City and you're like, okay, he was that great his entire career. Well, no, he wasn't, right? Like, Robin was not as good as he was at Bayern when he was at Chelsea or Real Madrid.
1: But the difference difference is Yaya Toure, I mean, is... Best performances was for were for two years, bro. Robin was
0: yeah. But what I'm was, saying like, is, like at the end of the day, just based off his Byron stint isn't enough to make him one of the 21 players of the 21st century. Mm. I just think the names okay, I local. have are just way substantially. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even have anybody. So yeah. So you know,
1: but I mean, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say Robin had a bigger impact impact on the 21st century than Totti?
0: No, no, I don't think so. I think, I think, I think Robin had, no, I don't think, I don't think Robin had more impact than Totti. I think, I think Totti really, Wait, hey, listen, I lived in Tunisia when Totti was the gold, you know? And so we always had that connection with Italian football in Tunisia. Mm. So maybe I'm looking at Totti from a biased lens, or like from but I mean no cuz like you're a
1: buyer you're a in fan so
0: but like I would I would out. I'm not saying I would pick Totti over Robin but I'm saying I would definitely write a chapter about Totti in the book of football before I would write a chapter about Robin
2: mm. I would
0: write a chapter about I mean, these yeah, dudes yeah before I would write a chapter about Robin so that's why but that's no I mean it's not it's not a bad name to put this is not like some slander right in Granadino number mm. five is kind of slanderous, but that's fine. We'll we'll talk
1: about it. Okay, yeah, bro. Fucking number, you put him at nineteen, yeah. Yes, man. sir. Man, man, man. Okay, so who's your fifteen, bro?
2: Gerard. <laughs> bro. I'll let you take this one,
1: honestly.
0: I think I think you, I just, I, want, man, I want I want I want I want to
1: hear what you have to say about Gerard. Okay, all I have to say is that Gerard Lampard's gold stock is fucking useless, bro. Cause it's Look, I'm trying to be. I'm. I'm. Look, I'm gonna be objective, and it's Lampard or Scholes. It's not Gerard. Bro. It's not Gerard. He, I mean, let's let's do a comparison of Lampard and Gerard. Yeah, go ahead. Gerard was ten. Ta- uh, Lampard was ten times the period Gerard was bro. I mean, when you look at what they've won at the end of their career, bro. He have he, he didn't win anything. But let's be honest. He's he's won what one Champions League as a major trophy, mm-hmm. UFA Cup, and a couple of FA Cups. Okay, and the most important one is? He didn't get the Premier League. Barclays. Exactly, bro. And when he had the chance, he told his teammates, let's not let it slip. What did he do? <laughs> OG <laughs> football memes. Classic football memes. Bro. <laughs> That's a classic, Man, bro. No, no. That's a fucking... I, mean, oh, I love it. His biggest moment, bro, on the pitch was a goal against West Ham in the Africa final. Man,
0: great goal, but also yeah, Africa I think final. I think Jared is ninety percent of Jared's mystique is the romantic romanticizing his captain thing, you know?
2: Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. he scored a I mean,
0: captain's I, I, goal against West Ham, ninety third minute. You know, uh, a great goal, but at the end of the day, it was to do. Is it was to end up 3 3 against West Ham in an FA Cup final. Meanwhile, Lampard exactly. is trouncing teams in the FA Cup final, right? That's that's the thing, right? Like, you talk about the ex. Like, okay, a guy, and here's this is my general rule for sports, and I, I think you might agree with me is that when I have to rank these three situations, I would put at number one is a long, difficult grind against, but ends up as a win against a team that's better than you. That's like the top. At two is blowing out a team that's less than you. And at three is a long grind against a team that's less than you. Like, I think you deserve less credit for beating a team that's Mm. less than you at 2-1 than beating them 4-0. You shouldn't get credit for scoring at the last second. You know? West Ham yeah. wasn't better than yeah. Liverpool. Like, <laughs> it was, I mean, exactly, right? Like, it was, a, it was a grind against a team that really shouldn't have been a grind. I mean, like, meanwhile, the teams that delivered, you look at, I don't know, Arsenal back in the day. Like, when they want to win the title again at Old Trafford, they won it at Old Trafford, one nil, right? Like, they didn't have to make any drama about it. When Milan beat Liverpool for revenge, bro, clean, 2-0, and then, yeah, 2-1 at 87-minute dort kite. But, like, part of the cop, Anfield, the mystique is Gerard scoring that goal, falling for the penalty, and, you know, just doing all kinds of shit to just make it 3-3. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry, that 3-3 should have been like 5-3 or something if, 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 if things happened. Like, Milan played a great game. They just had a whack nine minutes. That's that's really it. And he really just had a whack nine minutes. Like Liverpool weren't even in their class. So okay, you give credit to Jared. But
1: can you can you tell me can you tell me what, why Jared is that tiny your list?
0: Jared is that on my list because he's still, still an all-time great English midfielder. And Liverpool for as much as you hate it, I agree. Let's take a let's take a look at what football from 2004 till 2009 looked like and it looked like chelsea united arsenal liverpool playing in the champions league semifinal every year okay and out of those four which one was the most consistent with that it was liverpool liverpool gave us some of the best okay, classics out, in the out Ch-
1: of those four out of those four
0: they're the ones that went the, the most. They won, they won one and they lost one. United uh, won one, lost uh, let's one.
1: Talk, let's talk domestically. Domestically, bro, they, they challenged once. And they, they, true, even, they lost true, it four, four games but also, before the but, PGA. But
0: also, I look at Gerard as, you know, Captain America, but like Captain Liverpool. I don't necessarily look at him as mm. Liverpool FC, you know? I look at him as a representation mm. of what Liverpool was about. I don't necessarily put the blame on him. I, I honestly you have to give credit to Gerard for making these teams worth it. I mean, I'm sorry, but the Mascherano, Xabi Alonso, Gerard midfield, as great as it was, that team shouldn't even have competed with the Ronaldo United, you know? They still did. And they almost if it wasn't for Makeda's goal, you never know what would have happened. So you give him credit for that. But he also you also and you also give him credit for helping the team push. Man City that far in 2014, but also he kind of fumbled it,
1: and that's. Bro, you're you're giving you're giving too much credit for someone who competed and who gave someone a hard time, another team a hard time. (laughs) That's That's too much credit. That's true. (laughs) I
0: I just think he was a great player through and through, like skill-wise. Like when 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 Real Madrid wanted to get him for 50 million in 2006, I was like, yeah, he's worth 50 million in 2006, which would have been like the second highest transfer of all time. Like Gerard was it. You know, he was one of the three best players in the world in 2005. That's how good he was. In mm. 2006, he won PFA Player of the Year. He was that good. But because of their shortcomings, that's why he's at my 15th spot and Frank Lampard is at 14.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, you know, just leave it at that. look, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put Lampard or Gerrard, to be honest. What? Look. Like, bro i wouldn't what they're, they're, bro, like, lampard factor. lampard
0: lampard in 04 and 05 was voted second and player of the year
1: voting so for two Look, years lampard, the guy was lampard is ima- <sighs> no like like i said in the beginning of the, <laughs> in the beginning of the thing like the from 21 to 16 and my honorable mentions they're like they're like mixed together you know what i'm saying so like lampard could have been in and he's amazing bro i mean how many goals he scored from midfield? I mean, I don't even know. Over 100, that's for sure. And he was very important in that Chelsea side who dominated England, I mean, for three years. And even after that, every single Chelsea side won it. He's been a very important part of that team. But I mean, I wouldn't put him, bro. I wouldn't put him in. I don't know, man. I mean, some players, like my number 15... Should I actually... Go yeah, to no, go, on, go, on. go, go ahead, on. go ahead. Do
0: your 14. Do your my number
1: 15, I mean... My number fifty. He's in your list, and he's much higher. And I put him that low. I don't know why, bro, I'm looking at it now. I want him in my top ten. It's Wayne Rooney, bro.
0: I'm not gonna speak about. I cannot speak because, like I said, we have we're doing a part two later on for the yeah, top yeah, ten, yeah. and so I'm not gonna make any comment about Rooney. But you can do. You can do your. You can make your Rooney take.
1: Bro, I I I can't say anything bad about this guy. I don't know why he's that low on my list. To be honest, I'm looking at. So is now. that I mean, is United that now time.
0: now that we've had this conversation. Would you be mm. willing to, you know, change the order to put Rooney higher?
1: Bro, I would, but, like, I'm looking at the guys I've, I've put ahead of him. I don't know, man. I mean, look, you have Ronaldinho at 19th, bro. I can't do that shit, bro. I can't be disrespectful like that, man.
0: <laughs> In fact, do so, you mean... have Rooney's career or Ronaldinho's career?
1: bro? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> would
0: you rather have Rooney? Or Ronaldinho, if you had to have an entire career for one of
1: them. If I had to have an entire career. Would you
0: have would you rather have had Ronaldinho for five years, like he was at Barcelona? Or would you have taken Wayne Rooney for what he was at United?
1: Okay, look, I would have taken Rooney, bro. That's like facts. for sure, man. Because look, facts. I'm, bro, I'm a I'm a United fan, and that list was my Twenty-one peers of the twenty-first century, and I mean Ronaldinho. Okay, f- look, let's let's stop talking about Ronaldinho for now. <laughs> I would have taken. I would have. for bro. sure. I mean, I would have. <laughs> I mean, bro, it's Rooney. I put him that low just because I didn't want to seem ultra biased, bro. I think that's the reason. Because I, 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 will have him. I got him way higher. And... I got him way, way higher. But like. Yeah, man, and I, and I won't argue that, bro. Never in my life I argue that because it's fucking Rooney, bro. Yeah but I mean I think top scorer of United's history man Man United that's something for a guy imagine a guy underachieved his way into being the all-time goal scorer of exactly bro. Team. exactly I mean he he never was the focal point of that team yeah never he always never sacrificed
0: life, for a guy they called selfish because he wanted to go to Chelsea bro no player sacrificed ah. as much as Rooney but you know what I'll get onto the Rooney thing because I love Rooney. I'll get onto him in the second, bonus.
1: Yeah, case. let's keep it. Let's keep it for... for yeah, because, for like, I have a love letter for I'm not going to stand him. There there's no way. I'm Gaza. Up, so, it's going to be... No, a... sorry.
0: Waza. Sorry. Gaza's gas coin.
1: <laughs> waza. Bro.
0: Waza. Bro, but skinhead Rooney, that was a, that was a vibe.
1: Okay. Bro, that was Brexit football.
0: Man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was local pub legend football. Wow. That was two-footed tackle bro. football, bro.
1: That was overweight football, bro. Overweight football. That's <laughs> bro, what I fucking love, bro.
0: Bro, Rooney played with anger, bro. Like, he had actual alcohol issues at home. But he did I mean, he was great. But I saw his interview once, him and Van Persie. And, Van Pers- and they both were speaking in English. And I was like, Van Persie's the English one, right? Like, <laughs> Rooney's got to be the foreign one. Like, I don't get that that fucking accent. What, what's going on, bro? <laughs> like, he's like, speaking English, bro. The press is not understanding what you're saying. But yeah, big up Rooney, man. Love Rooney. Uh, yeah, man. Always, always, always loved him. That guy. Uh, but yeah, um, sure. I got I got Gerard fifteen, Lampard fourteen. You gotta have that.
1: I, mean, but wait, I if, have a question, was, bro. Just yeah, go. Jeff schools in your Jeff you schools in your list.
0: Nope, he's on my honorable mention. I just listen. So I in would, your in, I, your, wait, in my in mind your, when, in my mind that schools is the best of the three, but schools okay. was part of the class of 92. So 50% of right. schools, schools' legacy, if not more, came from the 90s, you know? The, no, yeah, I get it. You'll never win anything with kids. Alan Hansen, 1994. They yeah. won the double, right? Like, Also, this guy has nothing to do with my list, but I'd also like to shout out two names. Actually, you know what? I'll shout out two names before we finish this episode because I think I would, I'd love to talk about them with you, but in a second. But just keep in mind, uh, since right. Klubber, guess, and David Beckham, I'll mention them in a second. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 14. Uh, who you got at 14? Zlatan. Zlatan. That's the great because I got him at 13, bro. I got Zlatan at 13. So we can already go. No yeah, way. Yeah, I got Zlatan at 13. Crazy. So, Ibra. Um, but bro,
1: Ibra. Wow.
0: I, I, look, at, I look at Zlatan. I think, yeah, let, me,
1: let me just say something yeah. before you go on. The best personality we've ever had in football.
0: Listen. No, I'd say
1: Mourinho. But, like, as a football player, yes. Okay, no, I mean, as a player, yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, Ibrahimovic. I look at Ibra, and when I think about Ibra, I think Maverick. Like, mercurial Maverick. Like, just not misunderstood, but he did it his own way. Like, Allah, what's his name? Frank Sinatra, my, my way. Yeah, it was his way. I am Zlatan. I, that's one of the few autobiographies that I indulge in, that I read. I love the man, I love his story. I think he's way too arrogant for his own good sometimes, but also that's part of his greatness. He punched me though, once, which is great. Cause like- what? Yeah, at Ajax. Which is great because- What? Uh, yeah, bro, they played at Ajax together. They fought. Uh, like I said, <sighs> I'm gonna repeat it again, which is great because I hate Egyptian players. <laughs> so <laughs> if you could just deck an Egyptian player in the face, i'm all for it just keep prepping that bro like ramos just breaking salah's shoulder love that shit
2: bro bro bro. no i'm kidding i'm kidding i fucking that's that's what that's
0: that's one of the moments i hate the most like that's literally that changed my perception of ramos for 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 the rest of my life for real love salah but me though yeah eat shit bro like you played on ajax and spurs eat ass bro but anyway so uh uh yeah ibra what is to say about zlatan um my dad's favorite player of all time is Marco van Basten, and from mm. I know by the way, big ups! You are one of the OG fans of the podcast, you know, listening and giving your reviews and everything. So I know, oh, yeah. so I know you listen, and I appreciate that very much. And so one of the things is you probably heard my take about why football means so much in relation to to to, to my dad, and to that. Regard, my dad's favorite player of all time is Marco van Basten, who played for Ajax and played for AC Milan in the 80s and early 90s. Got injured at 27, ne- never played football again, and won three Ballon d'Ors. Mm. Marco van Basten is one of the greatest, play- one of the 10 greatest players in the history of football. The closest thing we ever got to Marco van Basten since Marco van Basten is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. His- my first memory of Zlatan was the goal he scored at Ajax when he just basically dummied the entire team.
1: Man, man, um, that gold, bro.
0: I just, I, I love the man. I love his play. I love his style. He's very unique. He had that karate in him when he played football that you just loved. You felt like he would put on a performance every time. And also, Seb Blatter, fr- former president of the F- of FIFA, former disgraced president of FIFA, said something back at the Oxford interview in, 20, in November 2013. You know, you remember that how ronaldo is like some general whatever commander you remember that interview but at that interview when they asked like who's one and two he said well you know like who's one and who's two between ronaldo and messi and he said well at this stage i guess you got to include ibrahimovic in the equation and i thought that was the most telling part of the interview because at that point ibrahimovic just scored four against Underlecht, and i mean all four goals were great but like the fourth one was that half volley from 35 meters um, ibrahimovic of all the players as much as i love messi and ronaldo and i think ronaldo's score of great amazing goals i think ibrahimovic has the best top 25 goals uh couple compilation
1: yeah. you could ever see well that goal that goal i mean that goal against england bro. yeah
0: but i think beyond the goal against england he has a couple for uh inter he has a free kick he scored for inter that was just out of this world the champions league he has
1: He's got that volley for PSG he's for going against. Saul. Yeah,
0: he's got the kick against uh, Montpellier. He's got so many great great goals, just beautiful players. Well, is it
1: is it fair to say is it fair to say that ever since he like he got in the scene like in his uh, in his Ajax days, he's been top 5 top 4 strikers in the world consistently. I'm going
0: to I'm going to I'm going gonna, Until... to make I'm going to make a statement that I don't, I think many people will disagree with, but I don't care. Uh, he's the best striker we've uh, had since 1998 in football. Over the last 20, 25 years, I've had to rank, striker, rank strikers. He's the best striker we've had since phenomenal Ronaldo. Arnott. Even mm,
1: since okay. when
0: after that, due tore his Achilles, we haven't had a better striker than Zlatan Ibrahimovic, just as a whole.
1: Mm.
0: And uh, I love him for yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's hard
0: to, argue to, that, you, to tell you how much to you heard how much I love Eto. Eto, yeah. when Barcelona wanted to buy Zlatan from Inter, they gave them Eto, plus forty million. Like that's how much
1: nah. they value. So me. you kind of have to understand. How well, I read. You. I read a stat. I read a stat that from two thousand and six, to two thousand and seventeen, he averaged twenty league goals a season yeah. in eleven years. I think to, twenty to me, league to, to goals. Me, to me,
0: to me, me he's done it everywhere. Uh, I think his stint at Man United cemented his legacy when he was like, you could Mm. take him as a 36-year-old and finish second in the Premier League against maybe the greatest team to ever play in England, that 2018 Man City team, and deliver. And if it wasn't for his ACL being torn, he would have done even more. Like, I mean, they won the Europa League that year. So great shit, great shit from from Zlatan. I love Zlatan. I think he's, he's, Mm. uh, I mean... There was a time where he scored more goals for the Swedish national team than he scored for any team he played for because he was such a nomad. He would, just, he would never stay that much mm. until he went to PSG and became their top goal scorer. But everywhere he went, he brought relevance to that squad even when he was lacking. Great shit. I love Zlatan. I think he was always an underdog. Bro, even
1: going, going, to the, going to the MLS and coming back to Europe and still doing great at yeah. Milan bro, this season. I mean, that's crazy.
0: Zlatan, Zlatan, Okay. Weird, weird take. Zlatan is the closest thing we got to Dwayne Johnson in football. The Rock. He's got that warrior thing. Just that warrior mana. You know, just always up for a challenge. Out hustling everybody. You know, my back's against this motherfucker. Definitely. Zlatan's always played his own game. And I love him for that. So that's why he's at 13. Yeah. For me. At 13, mm. we got.
1: The guy who's above Zlatan, bro, it's Luis Suarez, man. I bro, fucking bro, hate fuck this out of here, fuck out of here! Oh my god, oh my god! Bro, I, wait, wait, bro. Make your point, but Look, I'm, I'm, I, hate, I know I'm gonna I hate this guy. I hate this guy, but bro, he's been unstoppable, man. Let's be honest, bro. I mean, I was doing some research. I, I research, I, bro. He's Barcelona's third highest goal scorer ever. Yeah, man. I, I didn't know.
0: I know. I, I, I'm but aware that, of it. I know. I know how much he scored. I know how
1: good he was. He's a, he's a machine. He's a machine, yeah. he's a machine. Ever since, bro, Liverpool, I fucking hated him. But bro, he was on, like every weekend, every weekend, you would, if Liverpool scored, you know what Suarez is. You would, you would just know what Suarez is. He
0: had, he had, he had one of the greatest months I've ever watched in my life. And that was the month of
1: Man. November, he's
0: 2013 the, where second he scored, board. where bro. he came back from that, that band after he bit Ivanovic the year before. And he scored mm. what, like 10 goals in four games. Um, man just unstoppable yeah for sure i just um to me suarez in that year kind of showed that he could potentially be the best player in the world i just feel like he sacrificed his game is so much about sacrificing to tire the defense that he never got the chance to shine as the proper proper one-man squad that he is like he did for liverpool because at barcelona he didn't need to be but he kind of got the same same treatment. That still yeah, he got the same treatment as Benzema, where he was doing so much for the team. You don't really appreciate how much he'd be able to do if a team was doing so much for him instead, you know. But even that, he scored sixty-one goals, I think, in. Uh,
1: bro, he scored he scored forty and one league season. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, that year. Yeah, that year. I think he scored 61 games, goals I mean. in
0: total. Yeah, great, great season. And that year, that and his goal scoring. Was at the peak when Messi was injured. So that's to tell you, when Messi was injured, mm-hmm. him and Neymar, I thought honestly, if they sold Messi that year for like 300 million and they built a squad around Neymar and Suarez, they would play for the Champions League every year still. Like, that was like Neymar and Suarez is good enough to take you to win you the Champions League, even without, yeah, Messi.
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like,
0: I, bro, they trounced and, and they trounced, uh, what's it called? They trans Real Madrid at the Bernabeu 4-0 that, that season. Just the two of them. Messi came in at halftime.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Bro, and by the way, Suarez, man, I mean, look, when we're going to have kids and we're going to teach them about football and we're going to talk about Suarez, outside the pitch, bro. He was he was a villain, bro. He was football's mm. villain, man.
0: When, when, when I think... I mean, Ghana. Yeah, bro, Ghana, Ghana that, that angered me because, you know, I said a couple of episodes ago, if well, I can't, sure. if if, my, if Tunisia can't win, I want an African team. Uh, I want an, uh, an Arab team to win. And if an Arab team can't win, I want an African brother to win. So the fact yeah, that Ghana yeah, could yeah. have made it to the semifinal, but because of that fucking big head, you know, I get it. I get it. If I was a Uruguayan, I'd love him. I'd revere him like he was the second coming of.
1: No, I, I, I hate. I hate this guy. But it's just the stories that we're gonna yeah, tell. Yeah, I, I. When that's it. I mean, bro. There is this. Even when he bit, when he bit Ivanovic, and when he bit Kylian. I just I mean, have. These yeah, I
0: just are, have something to say about this dude, though. Um, and I know it's gonna be a weird take, but if Suarez was born ten years later he would have been banned from football just off of what happened with Patrice Evra. Like we were so much more tame about racist race issues uh, in 2010 Mm. than we were now. We we are now, and so that would have never flew under the radar. Like he wouldn't just get a ban; he'd be banned for life. He'd never play in the Premier League again. And so Mm. I don't know. So much of his antics, I hate it that as a player, I just I as much as I rate his quality as a player, him being such a horrible, horrible guy in terms of fair play, just I can't even fathom to put him on my list, no matter how good he is. Like I'll take Ibrahimovic I I mean look any day of the week.
1: I I, for sure if I if I if if what happens if what happened outside of football came into play he wouldn't be on my list as a United fan. Fuck this guy. But like that 2013-14 season, I haven't seen a period that dominant in the Premier League, I'll be honest. I have, to be honest. It, it it's was crazy. Ronaldo
0: 2008.
1: I think Ronaldo 2008 was
0: a more dominant.
1: Yeah, Ronaldo 2008 was more dominant, but look at the team around him. Bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ronaldo's sure. team was... For good. sure. Um, he's...
0: Suarez, he storage Suarez.
1: and an 18-year-old Sterling. Suarez. Suarez
0: is one of the few players that you can call a talisman, where it's like, he'll take us places, you know? But... But at the end of the day, I still I still think there are a lot of things that go beyond just being good with your feet. It's also in your head. Like he single handedly cost his teams chances. Like I mean the Chiellini thing, that kinda that kinda sucked for Uruguay, you know? So he, yeah. he played that card so many times. He was a huge diver. And to me, cheating goes back to the same thing. It's you don't trust your skills enough to know that to, to know that you could win in a legitimate way, so you're cheating to circumvent that. And so, to me, Suarez. And that's one guess, way
1: to look at it, for sure. And yeah. so
0: Suarez doesn't get a pass. Mm. But uh, skill-wise, yeah, he's definitely one of the he's definitely one of the best strikers we've had. God, I mean, since the Champions League became a thing, bro. Like seriously, in the last 30 years, you can't count on your no. on your hand how many strikers. Like I know he's a better player than Samuel Eto'o. Right? Mm. For example, who is on my list. But I still wouldn't mm. I wouldn't take him over Samuel Leto because I think the integrity of the sport is much more valuable than what you may think it, it means. And so yeah, Suarez isn't on my list. By pure, yeah, skill, just, alone, by pure that, skill alone, by pure skill alone, yes. That he is, yes, he is he is, he is wow. top twenty one worthy. And also because of his narrative as the villain mm. of football. But yeah. In the same way that there is this NFL quarterback called Brett Favre who wasn't necessarily the most efficient player. Uh, And I guess Ronaldinho would also apply to that where you would look at them and you say, you would show your kids and like, this is how you play football. It's not about like winning or whatever. This Mm. is why you play it. It's for the joy of it. Mm. If there's one player I will point out to my kids and I'll tell them, this is how you do not play football. It's what I (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so, like as like it doesn't matter how good you are. Like I don't want you to play like that. Him and Pepe for sure. I don't want yeah, you yeah. To play. I don't I don't care if you win, you don't win.
1: No yeah, we'll like if that's we'll exactly, was like if,
0: if you if you're going to have if this is what it takes for you to win, then don't win. Do it your own mm. way. Do it like Zlatan. For sure.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Anyway, we're almost we're almost done uh with the list. I got I'm doing I I have 12 and 11 and That's it. You two. Wait, you did 13 Suarez. Mm -hmm. So would you like to do 12?
1: I mean, my 12, we already spoke about him. It's uh, Puyol.
0: So, okay. You got anything to add to why Puyol should be 12?
1: I mean, it's just, I mean, the reason he's that high is because when I think really, when I think about defenders in the 21st century, you always think about Puyol bro. His hair, his, his fucking, I mean, when you think about a leader, a captain, it's, it's puyol man with that fucking with that barca team it's it was crazy bro that that uh, pep guardiola era he was unbelievable yeah
0: man. he was he was something else he was he was a great great defender uh short for his stature funny enough they had uh, a central midfielder um before him that was the captain of barcelona during that dream team era from 88 to 96 and he looked exactly like, like the frizzy hair, or whatever, short stature, Jose Maria Baquero. Mm. And so it's funny how mm. it's basically they, like Barcelona has had the same captain for like 25 years. It's just two different people, but it might as well be the same captain. In the same sense, like Real Madrid had Raul and Casillas and it's like, dude, it's the same demeanor. It's the same, it's the same captain. Like nothing changed. Like you just changed positions. Yeah, Raúl yeah. and <laughs> Raul and Casillas are basically the same. So yeah. Uh, I get I get why you have Puyol on your list. I don't get why you'd rate him that high. Because if Puyol was going to be that high... No, if, no, not Puyol. If a defender was going to be that high on my list, I would have picked Rio Ferdinand. Because that's my point. Like, Puyol, I had him at 21. I think Rio Ferdinand is a way better defender than Puyol.
2: Mm.
1: And so
0: I'm kind of salty about that. But, like, yeah.
1: I, I, I... Man, you know, I tried. I tried to leave. I tried to leave United players out of it because I thought if I put United players, there, it would be too biased, bro. Because I, I mean, my t- my my list would be full of them, to be honest. But like, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean for sure.
0: I mean, you want to talk about I bias? Mean, look,
1: Puyol's, Puyol's dominance. Puyol's dominance in the 21st century was better than Rio. Let's be honest. Even though he wasn't a better team overall, it was still, bro, his achievements. Yeah. Were, Unbelievable. Yeah, I
0: just think in a vacuum individually, I take Rio Ferdinand over because we are if I'm building a team. But if you want to talk
1: about bias at number 12. I know, man. <sighs> Go ahead. You bro. want to take a guess? Fucking Bastian bro.
0: The greatest midfielder to ever play <laughs> for Germany, my guy the best, I don't care what you're gonna say, like playing the elitist card. Oh, but like Lothar Mateus, or like Michael Balak, or like Andret, everybody
1: just eat a dick, okay? But everyone you named, everyone you named before Schweinsteiger, man, fuck it, go on, go on.
0: Bastian Schweinsteiger came into the scene in 2006 as a right winger. He was not pacey, he was kind of stocky and like, not fat, but like thick and chunky for a right winger. Not that pace. Not that much pace. He came onto the scene during a game at the World Cup between Portugal and Germany for who's going to play third place, for who's going to get for third place or fourth place. They won 3-2, and out of the three goals, he scored two and third bounced back off of a shot of his. He should have had a hat trick. That year, Lukas Podolski won best young player of the World Cup over him and Cristiano Ronaldo. For the next four years, he played as a right winger and played under multiple coaches and systems that never really valued him as much as I wish they did. And so for a long time, Bastian Schwarzteiger was like this known overrated guy, like super overrated guy. And then Rivon Hall decided to change him from right winger to central midfielder. And overnight, he dominated the World Cup in 2010, where he was basically, in my humble estimation, the best player of the World Cup. That's facts, you just look at his gameplay. Go watch how he did what he did against Argentina. Go watch what he did against England. Bastian Schweiniger was something else. Then he starts getting way, 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 way too rough of injuries, like nagging injuries, but bad stuff that really hampered his play. The one year he finally got over those injuries was 2012-2013. The reason why Fran- Franck Ribery isn't on my squad the top 21 is due to the fact that I think people really got it wrong when they said Fonkribil was the best player in that Bayern team. I think Schweinsteiger was clearly the best player in the Champions League. He was the best player on that squad. I think he's got, um, a lot of people don't actually watch Bundesliga as much as they watch football. Like they, everybody gravitates towards the Premier League. And if it's not the Premier League, it's La Liga. And if it's just for casuals, it's the Champions League. So you don't really watch. Bundesliga as much. But I guarantee you one thing is that if you go on YouTube and just watch what this guy is about, the passing was immaculate. The guy had a vision that you would think would be akin to a fucking Italian maestro. He had tackling ability beyond what you can expect from a guy that big who you think could not move. Positioning was top. Great free kick. He had a you he had a cannon of a leg for his shots. He was Great physically, he could bully midfielders. He could put his, he could show his presence physically. He could head the ball. He could play defense. He could play offense. He could do everything. Injuries really hampered him. That's the one thing that stopped Schweinsteiger. When Schweinsteiger, um, like I said, finally got his year, that was the best year I have ever seen from a midfielder. The, the bar in 2012, 2013, him and Javi Martinez, kinda, kinda shut down Barcelona at the peak of their powers. Let's be real. Like the 7-0, they kind of shut them down. Iniesta and Xavi, they couldn't do shit for those two games. And you could see the dominance. In 2014, on one leg, he was one of the best players in the World Cup. I know Tony Cruz and gets so much credit for what he did in the World Cup, but Dwayne Steiger was the heart and soul of that team. Go check the tape from the overtime on the World Cup final. I think that guy's great. Guardiola came in and try to install a new way. The thing about Jvan Steiger is that he is a throwback player. He's the, give me the ball, I'll do what I need to do. And in that way, he slows down the tempo, he ups the tempo, he is the tempo, okay, of the game. Guardiola doesn't fuck with that. And so he shipped him to United, where he had a bad transition. But I, even then, every time I saw Javon Steiger play at United, I was like, he still got it. Unfortunately, it just doesn't fit. It just, it just didn't fit, but I wish it it would, because then the mainstream world would have seen how great that guy is. I think that dude, that dude is my favorite player of all time. He's my number one pick of any player not named Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. And he's the best German midfielder to ever play the game. I don't care what anybody, what anybody says. I love. Okay. But bro, you,
1: you, you, look, you started by saying, speaking of biases. So yeah. bias bias, bias is fuck. But Bastian okay is the best midfield. Because I can't, I can't, I can't argue bias, like because
0: the other thing is like the other thing. Do you want to argue it? accomplishment? Okay, he had the mo- when he when he left Bayern, he had the most titles of any German player ever.
1: He won the World Cup. Wait, bro, let's not argue accomplishments. Let's not let's argue the players that you put below him.
0: Okay, the players how? that I put below.
1: So, how like Puyol, let me, let me Puyol, pick someone. P- to like no? I'm
0: not gonna argue Puyol. Modric, I take Zvian. Zlatan. I think that's 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 I take over Zlatan. Zlatan, bro.
1: How how, how I Zvane, how is, I think I think how, no, like, is more impactful. In your I think he can dominate the game more. Than in Zlatan. your book, in your book of football, the chapter about Zlatan is bro, But the chapter about Zlatan than, is about his personality.
0: I'm talking. I'm like his person. So much of so much of his of his personality comes into play. But I'm talking like from pure play perspective. I'll take Zvian over Ibra. I think he was a better midfielder than Lampard. I think he was a better midfielder than Gerard. I think he was more impactful than the defenders under him, namely Dani Alves, and Puyol. I think he had he had just as much vision as Totti. I think he was a better midfielder than Modric. I think he had more impact than Eto. and I definitely rate him over Ronaldinho.
1: So that's my list. Oh, my God. so there you go. Bro, look, I can't, I can't argue bias. To be honest, I mean, you're aware of it, like yeah, so for sure. I can't say anything. I'm just, I'm just. I mean, obviously, he's not in my list, and he's not even in my honorable mentions. I mean, he's a, he, Like I said, he's a, he's a, he's a vanilla midfielder, he's bro. He's so not, bro. Side. Bro, oh my 98% god, ninety-eight percent pass accuracy. No, I, uh, and bro, and, okay, long I'm, passes I'm, was a better long
0: passer than Gerard, and that's facts. He was a better tackler than bro. Patrick Vieira. That's facts. He had more stamina. Then, okay, Makelele, that's facts. The guy was the perfect midfielder, that's factual, bro. Aziz, I watched
1: this My entire
0: entire uh, Byron, my entire stay as a Byron fan. Schweinsteiger, I watched his game and I was like, goddamn, man, this guy really, really knows how to play like, for real. Like, I was like, this is the man, of- bro, he's good,
1: he's good he's good I'm not, I'm not saying he's not bro he's good he's good at what he's, he does he's not number 12 in the list of the greatest players in the 21st century i'm sorry bro there is no way man if it
0: was up I to mean... me i'd put him number one but that's fine Nah, number two i'd put him number two i put him number two you know exactly who's number one like i'm to be honest yes. but i'll leave that for another day anyway do you want me to to finish or do you want to do no- your number 12. Like I can either do my number 11. No, like
1: I said, my number 12, my number 12 is Puyol. Okay. I I just have my 11 so Go ahead. Go ahead with your And so for my my last,
0: for my last pick for this episode at number 11, I got Andrea Pirlo. Fun fact about Andrea Pirlo, we share the same birthday. 19th of May, 1979, 19th of May, 1998. Got the same kind of play, you know, same vision for the game. (laughs) Just, just as good. Andrea Pirlo is... One of the most unique players to ever grace this game.
1: Um, Just, just let me, let me intervene just to say he's my, he's my number 10. So I won't, I won't argue with anything. Okay. So So, like we got him basically the same.
0: He's one of the greatest passers to ever play the game. I think one of the OG OG moments was his pass to Roberto Baggio when they both played, uh, uh, for breccia, I think it was against Inter Milan or it was against Juventus But what a pass. He's an amazing, he was an amazing passer. He had a technique for shooting the ball that I've never seen before and I have never seen since where he wouldn't even need to run or gain any momentum before striking a ball like a fucking maniac, bro. Like that ball swiveled and went at fucking tomahawk rocket speed. But he always moved like he was one step ahead. Never, you could never rush Andrea Pirlo. And that's the thing about him is that he was class. He was fine wine. Andrea Pirlo came in, mm. played for Inter Milan for a year. People don't remember that. Went to AC Milan, to that great, the, the most loaded squad, in my opinion, in the history of football. That early 2000 AC Milan team. Just, just pure talent. Mm. And was a starter on it. He had that duel with G Song that was known when Inter Milan play, when AC Milan played United multiple times, by the way. Uh, in the late 2000s early 2010s and then he kind of faded away where he was Taken on a free transfer To Juventus like AC Milan didn't want him anymore as a 33 year old He had a resurgence alongside Buffon that year who I referred to earlier for your segment
1: Man, that midfield, that midfield trio and Pogba Man, Vidal, Marquisio so. and
0: Pirlo and then you added Pogba. That was crazy. The thing about the thing Man. about Pirlo is that he needed surrounding pieces like that. That's why he struggled against G Song. He's not a physical player. He can't tackle. He can't do shit. Mm. But what you can do is you can give him the ball and protect him and watch the general know exactly what to do with the ball. That guy, when I, when I look at, you know, it's always been the pretty kids, right? The good-looking kids always were the ones who got the, bo- the most help from the coach growing up. And so they're the ones who got the ball. They're the ones who got the number 10. I look at Pirlo, and I'm like, as a kid, I know that kid. I know him as a kid like everybody were like give him the ball just in pirlo we trust and in pirlo you do trust well, uh, it, it, it. the passing accuracy he's the greatest
1: he's the greatest long uh, passer. deep lying deep lying midfielder we've ever seen I yes
0: think yes yeah
1: i think he in terms of playmaker
0: again pirlo makes you nostalgic for an era that never existed about a position that never actually was a thing right like the deep mm. lying playmaker You think like it was actually a thing at some point. It really never was. Football was about the number 10. Exactly. It was always about the number 10. Yep. Like Chabi Alonso, that was post Pirlo, right? Mm. So who was it really? Who started? And did he even actually start? Because since then, we haven't really seen much of it. That's the thing. Pirlo is a unique player. He's one of one. He's in a vacuum. He's in his own pocket universe. There's only one player like him. And it's him. And that's it. But boy, he was classy. He was beautiful. He was elegant. He's always got like, especially that beard added some Socrates to him where you felt like this guy was a Greek philosopher on the pitch. And honestly, a thinking man's football player. That's how it defined Philo. Like, if, you're, if you man, think that, of that,
1: yourself... That 2006 World Cup final, man. That final... I think, I think,
0: you, I think the, most incaf, the most well-encapsulating moment of Pirlo's career was the pass he made to Fabio Grosso at the World Cup semifinal against Germany. Because the thing about it was mm. Italy won 2-0, but they scored at the 119 and 121st minute. And so the 119, Fabio Grosso mm. scores a great goal. But I want everybody to watch. At the 119th minute, there's a minute away. This is for the World Cup final in Germany against Germany and he gets the ball on the edge of the box and the guy is strutting basically faking the ball and then does basically a no look pass to Fabio Grosso who slots it in the you know the edge of from the edge of the box great goal but you're like the class and the cool you had to have to make that pass at that moment Pirlo was always aware of the moment his dummy pass to Marquisio against uh, England at the World Cup, same stuff. The guy had a flair that he was able to impact the game without really running. In facts, you never saw Pirlo run.
2: Anyhow, mm.
0: I have an affinity for him because we share the same birthday and because I've always loved this game. So shout out to Pirlo, number 11, to me, the best midfielder to play. Uh, yeah, yeah, the best midfielder in the history of Italy. Facts, facts. The Italian national yeah, team, yeah, the, the best yeah. midfielder. I'm, I'm trying to think, Italy never had that many great midfielders. Like, yeah, Carlo mm. Ancelotti. Um, what's the name of the other guy? Uh Donni. Like they never had that great of a midfield anyway. They weren't, it wasn't their thing. So yeah, Andrea Pirlo mm. might be the greatest midfielder in the history of Italy, at least post-World War II, or else it would have been Valentino Mazzola. But anyway, that's where I will stop about my ranking. Now, you're number
1: 11. Okay, my number 11, his prime years were probably in the 90s, bro, in the late 90s. But man, I couldn't, I couldn't leave him out of this list, bro. And you don't have him in yours. Slanderous, uh, Slanderous bro, Aziz vibes. Do you know who it is? Of course, or, phenomenal. Bro, phenomenal, man.
0: Make your case but, for why he should be you know, in, what, what and I have, I have I have a point to make about why, why he shouldn't be in.
1: just my, my, my case is just the two thousand and two World Cup. I mean, he was amazing, and and I mean his time at Madrid. I I mean it ended really badly, but I mean the start of it was pretty good, pretty decent. It wasn't his prime, like I said, and I mean as an athlete, he was never top class. He was never up there. Wait, but like Madrid, that like for two thousand and two man. No, at Madrid, especially at the later stage. Yeah, because like when, bro, he, when that is, he gave up early bro. in
0: his career, like that was the best athlete to ever he play. Was,
1: bro, he was he was a monster, bro. He was, At 20 years old, he looked 38, bro. He was fucking, his physical strength was fucking and up, speed, unbelievable. And his man.
0: speed beyond anything.
1: Bro. Yeah. Like, the yeah, guy yeah. is the fastest under, striker to ever bro.
0: play the game. Facts. Fastest striker mm. to ever play the game. But, yeah. We're talking about.
1: Now, bro, that 2002, bro, just look at that Brazil kit. With the number nine in the middle and the haircut, bro. I mean, you did his haircut last
0: scared. year during quarantine, so <laughs> I can see the legacy is <laughs> still intact. Listen, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Scored eighty-one goals, I think, for Real Madrid in one hundred and ten something games. Mm-hmm. So his ratio wasn't that bad at Madrid. He's top scored the league. No, yes. But, but. Here's why, phenomenal, shouldn't be on here. Okay. And I know it sounds slanderous, but trust me, I think Ronaldo Phenomeno is the greatest talent in the history of football. And I think even with everything, he's still one of the five greatest players in the history of the game. That's how much I love Phenomeno.
1: He's the greatest. He's the greatest striker to ever play in my for, opinion. For sure. Opinion. For
0: sure. My dad would say on Basten. By
1: far, bro. Yeah, I mean.
0: My dad would say Van Basten. I, in the past but I would. Thirty pick. years, But I would take Ronaldo. Here's why I think Ronaldo shouldn't be in um for the 2000s. So Ronaldo got injured in 1999, okay? And didn't play for basically 3 years. So when you start from 2000, there's no Ronaldo in 2000. There's no Ronaldo in 2001. There's no Ronaldo in 2002 up until the World Cup. He has a great World Cup. Mm. I'm not going to deny that. But but one thing we fail to forget, we fail to remember about the World Cup is that you know who was just as instrumental Rivaldo. Rivaldo scored in every single game except the world, uh, up until the World Cup semi-final. Rivaldo assisted mm. basically the two goals he scored at the World Cup final. If it wasn't for Rivaldo, he doesn't score those two goals. The dummy and then the shot that Oliver Kahn had to deflect. Literally, he gifted him two mm. goals. So, Rivaldo was, to me, the actual best player of that early of that 2002 Brazil team. I think Ronaldo he, Ronaldo scored eight goals and that was great. But Rivaldo... I think
1: Is it? Is it I think No, he's actually He's the second of scoring In the World Cup history After a close Yes
0: Yeah, yeah mm. And mainly It's mainly due to those Eight goals in 2002 A f- fact, by the way
1: And you, he won the Ballon d'Or He won the Ballon d'Or the, the, the,
0: Yes, he won the, the Ballon d'Or For no. basically just that That's literally it mm. He basically just that He didn't play For the first half of the
1: year, bro mm. Like
0: in the same way That Kanavaro won mm. in 2006 For the World Cup For real because they couldn't give it
1: to Zidane. No. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah. I just think uh, Ronaldo, you didn't see him in 2000. You didn't see him in 2001. You didn't see him in 2002. So if you technically, if let's say Y2K, the world just forgot about the 20th century and everything before 1st of January 2000. Your memory of Ronaldo up until 2006 was a great World Cup, but he kind of played like three years only in those three years he was overweight. He had quite some decent success, but also look at the team that he had supporting him to score the goals.
2: Yeah, He had Zidane, he had,
0: he had Figo, he had he had, he had, he had Guti, he had a squad, you know, it's like at that, at that point, like even my grandma could score, right? I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but that is facts. Like he had a team where anybody else could have scored. And so, and you make mm. it to 2006 and you're like, okay, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Caca, Adriano, Juninho, Robinho, like that's fucking squad, and one man took them down. Only one man, and that guy is gonna be up on my list for the top ten. And so that's why that guy is on, and Ronaldo isn't. I think Ronaldo is one of the five best players in the history of football. I just think that if you actually look at it and you and you put a, a block for um, on everything he did in the in the in the 90s. You will realize that he didn't play that much top quality football. In the two, in the yeah, 2000s. I mean for
1: sure. I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't make a list without this guy, bro. For yeah.
0: sentimental purposes, I think it's a okay. fair, fair, fair thing to put him at eleven.
1: I agree with you, but mm. do you see
0: why mm. I wouldn't even put him in?
1: For for sure, bro. For, I mean, I mean, I would have put him at twenty first if I, in my list, but I it's Ronaldo, man. Yeah. I mean, just the name alone, bro. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, so we still got 10 names. Let's run them let's run them back though, from 21st to 11. Okay. So, from Go
0: 21st ahead. to 11, I got Puyol, Totti, Ronaldinho, Modric, eto, Daniel Alves, Gerard Lampard, Ibrahimovic, Weinsteiger, and Pirlo. And you got? Who you got? You got that 20
1: Ryan 20, Ryan Giggs, Daniel Alves, Philippe Lam, Buffon, Neymar, Robin Rooney, Zlatan, Suarez, Puyol and El Fenomeno.
0: I think I'm I think my list is better than yours, not gonna lie. Uh,
1: bro, I, bro, bro, no, no, no way, bro. Ronaldinho's 19th in your list, bro. French Tiger is what? 12th. 12th? 12. Bro, no bro, bro, bro. How is French Tiger above Ronaldinho, man? There's no way, Aziz.
0: Come
2: on, bro.
1: <laughs> I think I made a fair How?
0: argument about Ronaldinho, but if you don't if you disagree with it, I get it. I just I like I said, if you if anybody comes up to me, I'm a about a couple of things. I gatekeep a lot of things. That's for sure. But if there is one thing I love to gatekeep is, if you come up to me and tell me that the reason why you love football is Ronaldinho, I automatically assume you have a whack sense of everything. Just like you have no taste whatsoever. You're, you're, you're khaki pants. You don't have any taste. So that's where I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. If you stan Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, you suck ass. That's the end of it. Also, gotta rep Schweinsteiger a bit more, man. Like, it's for, for once. Come on. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Now, one thing also, I think, um, we're definitely gonna have to do a second episode, probably in the, follow- in the coming week, about, you know, the best, yeah, for sure. the, the top 10. And I hope anybody finds this conversation interesting. At the end of the day, this conversation, I feel, is for me and you. And that's the end of it. Like I'm actually enjoying the hell out of this. And I wanted to put this on a format on a, on the podcast format because man, this is so fucking enjoyable. Football is, what did you say? It is such a drug, man. And so I just, we just went, I don't know how, how long this, this has been on way too long.
2: bro. for a while, but yeah, way too long, bro. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Uh, if you ever decide to one day teach your kids the same way I learned about football from my dad, If one day you want to teach your kids about what the 21st century looked like when you were 22, 23, in terms of football, from A to Z. Oh, eat ass, bro. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Okay, we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. I'm done. Bro, thank you so much, so much for coming on this podcast. I know you've been really supportive of of this little project, this little endeavor. Love it. Love the support. It's been great, seriously, to have you on the side uh, to have you on our side. And so want to thank you one more time and hopefully we'll see you next time. For right. Sure. Uh,
2: for sure, yeah. for sure, bro.
0: Okay. Well, thank you guys
2: for listening and we'll see you next week. Peace out.